The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered. You covered. Well, I covered. Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. We are off and running. It is going to be a very interesting day, Brigade. How are you? Welcome into the Bostonian versus the book with the book on the East Coast. I am Matt Peralt, and the one and the only Emerson Lazio is going to sit in, not just today. Come here, lovers. Tomorrow. Come here. (laughs) He is ready to go, guys. He is all excited and fired up to rock with us here for the next hour and a half, two hours. I think Dave Sherpan's going to join us. He's already sending me text messages right now, so I think he's going to be on his phone at some point to join us. The okay. dog makes an appearance. Look at this. Yeah. Dave got hat. You got dog makeout sessions. A little tongue punch <laughs> session right here, big boy. Oh, that's when you know it's going to be a good show. <laughs> so we got a lot of things to get going here. You guys are in the chat. This is going to be a lot of fun. Jimmy Jack, we can't wait to see Dave live too. I have no idea where Dave will be. He'll be on his phone somewhere on the East Coast. He's in Philly today. He'll be in New Jersey tomorrow. So we got a lot of things to get going. Uh, Daniel G, remember, I can't put swear words on the air, so just go. But it is Lazio Thursday going yeah. into today. So the brigade is very much excited to get okay. rocking and, and get and rolling. I, I so can, I can. Uh, I remember last time everyone was freaking out because I talk like a sailor and everyone's worried about Will. So <laughs> I'll try to I'll try to keep my cussing down, too. Um, um, a yeah. relative minimum. A minimum. Yeah, you just want to say it loudly, as as Will says. Say it with your chest. If you're going to say it, say it. Don't mumble yeah. it. Like get it, get it out. If you're if you're going to do this. But everybody wants to know <laughs> as we start the show today. How are you on the Jaguars? Uh, how are you feeling about about the end of the year? We haven't checked in with you since last time we talked yeah. to you was going into the game, and then everything went south. Jaguars missed the postseason. Yeah. Where are you on your remember, on your jazz? And remember when I was sitting there on my parents' back patio in, in sunny, warm Florida that I was like, I'm I'm pretty damn nervous. I'm pretty damn nervous about facing the Titans. And of course, I was right. <laughs> I was right. They absolutely embarrassed and manhandled the Jaguars who shat themselves in Tennessee our biggest rival in the AFC South, a team that has been a thorn in Jacksonville's side for freaking decades, Matty P. Mm. And I'm nervous about the future. I was a little emotional after that game. And I said to myself, I wouldn't mind if they just cleaned house from top to bottom, because one thing, at least since Shad Khan has taken over, they haven't done the whole new GM, new coach clean house at the same time, hire the GM, the GM hires his guy. No, I think Balky needs to go. I would not have been, I would not have been that shocked if the team had some balls and maybe said, okay, Doug, you're out as well. And I said this before to you guys multiple times in the show, Doug's issue right now is his odd 
obsession mm-hmm. with Press Taylor, who has mm-hmm. to have weird pictures of Doug with doing weird things with farm animals because for some reason, Doug, Press Taylor was the reason Doug got fired in Philly. And he's going to be the reason Doug gets fired in Jacksonville. Listen, future looks mm. bright, I guess, for Trevor Lawrence. He needs to cut down on his turnovers, interceptions, fumbles. They got to fix the internal offensive line there, man. One of the worst centers in the league and the guards were hit Future's or missed. It's bright? So really? I, 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 no, I, I said it with a little tongue in shape. Okay. okay, okay. That the because like CBW says, he's putting you in the, in the Philly Dallas category for future. <laughs> Jacksonville. Oh, who's worse, damn, damn. That's a good one. That's that <sighs> Dallas, Philly, or Jacksonville between the I two. I think it's- Philly, I think Philly has a worse future because that entire defense is old as shit, man. Yeah, they're tough. They're so is this true old. though? Is, is this true? You've jumped off the Jags or on the Lions bandwagon? Yes, 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 yes. I I I am. I am officially on the Lions bandwagon. Yes, I am. Screw Jacksonville. We don't need to talk about the Jags anymore. Let's talk (laughs) about a real football team with passion who resembles the salts of the earth, human beings who are going to work grinding every day. Do you know what I'm talking about? Kneecap biting football fans and a kneecap biting head coach. Man, you can't watch a video of Dan Campbell, pregame speech, postgame speech, just hell him talking in general and not get fired up. I True. absolutely love it. And and as a and as a sad, depressed Jags fan, mm-hmm. I know the pain the Lions have gone through for decades and decades and decades. You kind of have like one good season, kind of like here and there, and then right. it's just back to normal. So, yes, I want the Lions. And I and at the beginning of the season, I said, give me a Jags Lions Super Bowl. Is give Fair. me you off versus beating golf. You know, that would have been great. Those hashtags would have broken Twitter. But <laughs> why not get behind the Lions, dude? I love it. City that's feeling good, that's been in pain and misery for so long. I get that. I want nothing but joy and a freaking Super Bowl victory for the Lions. All right, we'll get to the LA. We'll get to the Lions here in a second as we'll go through their win over the Rams as they head towards the game this coming weekend. Uh, but let's start with Mike McCarthy and we'll start with the Dallas Cowboys making the announcement that they are not moving on from Mike McCarthy. The Ooh. general sentiment was, what in the heck is going on? Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones met for longer than three hours, according to Dallas media. Talk about everything, beginning with the disappointment on how the year ended and then touching on pretty much everything in the football program for Mike McCarthy. Were you surprised, E, that the Cowboys decided to not fire Mike McCarthy? Yeah, because Bill Belichick's out there. Yeah, because Mike Vrabel's out there. You can't tell me you're not taking those two dudes over Mike McCarthy. Now, listen, they're pros and cons, man. They're pros and cons to to keeping this guy. He's been an incredible regular season head coach. That's great, right? But is completely pantsed when it comes to the postseason. This last year, though, you also have to love the what C.D. Lamb did, uh, Dak Prescott. Like, their production – and mm-hmm. their growth this past year mm-hmm. was hard to ignore. But Jerry Jones keeping Mike McCarthy in Dallas tells me right now he's fine with mediocrity. He's fine with being a great regular season team and 
not going past the wild card round, maybe the divisional round. I saw it. I saw the stat earlier. Um, I think it was here we go. McCarthy's Cowboys now the first team to win 12 games in three straight seasons and fail to make the conference championship in any of them. Yep. And be out and, in the first game. And, be out in their first game all three yeah. years. And I'm not sitting here really defending Mike McCarthy or the Cowboys, but they had some really crappy luck in terms of injuries on the defensive side of the football, like starting real early in the year. And right. that opened them up to just get their shit pushed in against teams with the running game. And you saw it with the 49ers, 170 rushing yards, the bills, 266 Packers just had 143. They all took advantage of this defense that started out great, right? There was a, they were an incredible fantasy defense because i had them in my season long and i know everyone wants to hear about my season long pick six in no, but it's true though. i finished, I finished yeah, I mean, the, the, their secondary was tremendous with pick sixes yeah they got up their formula was get a lead and make you come after them turn the football over and then build upon it and just steamroll you but when you looked at their home schedule and who they played they didn't beat the lions the lions won that game that was a horrific penalty that didn't deserve yeah. to be called that was a loss but that was a win. You could say, oh, they beat the Lions. Well, okay. The next best win was the Rams. They beat the Patriots and the Giants and the Eagles when they were not that good. I mean, it didn't. It was bizarre to watch how we fell in love with the Cowboys in the regular season without yeah. really asking the tough questions about how good is this team really when it matters because the Packers were on the ascend and the entire NFC East was just falling over themselves and falling on their face. But I think you made a point there that I agree with. It feels like Jerry Jones says, look it, we're the number one most valuable sports franchise in all of sports. I'm in my 80s. If I win a championship again, great. But realistically, I don't want to go through paying Mike McCarthy for not coaching. He's got a year left on his deal. And then bringing in a guy like Bill Belichick, who I'm going to have to pay 15 to $20 million and have no control over any part of the football program. Yeah, I know, I know McCarthy's the puppet. He'll do what I say. It feels like that was the the calculus he made was it's good enough. This is okay. And that's why Cowboy fans are losing their mind. Yeah. I saw someone in the chat mention Jerry just wants a puppet as like a head coach. And yeah, I started to think, and you saw the national reporters over the past few weeks really start to push the narrative of like this relationship that Bill has really formed with Jerry Jones over recent seasons. Jerry Jones, there was no way in hell Bill Belichick was going to take commands from Jerry Jones. And I'm, I'm still interested in what the dynamic will be in Atlanta, too, because did Atlanta just hire like a GM? Yeah, uh, the, yeah. But they've got a dynamic in there that you would assume that Belichick can work under with Atlanta. And we'll get to Bill yeah. going to Atlanta okay. in a second. But but I, I but yeah, think I don't I don't Jerry see Jerry sticking power. his. Yeah, I don't see Jerry sticking his hand up Belichick's ass. Correct. <laughs> and doing the puppet thing. Right. here. Because, I mean, look at we, we know that Jerry Jones wants his radio show. We know Jerry Jones loves when he's got 18,000 cameras and, and microphones in his face. And Jerry gets to hold court and act like he's a big boy. Belichick's going to be like, you're the owner. Sit down. I'll handle football. And th that the more, I mean, Shannon Sharp had a really good rant on, on first take yesterday about it. And I, the more that I thought about it, I was like, yeah, Jerry Jones is not interested in giving up anything. Like everyone's saying like, he wants another championship before he dies. And I'm like, I think he wants to keep full control until he dies. Yeah. I don't think he wants to give up anything. He wants to keep 
exactly the situation he has right now, which is he wins enough to keep the fans excited and a coach that will do exactly what mm-hmm. he tells him to do. And he will, and he'll draft whoever he wants to draft. Now, Jerry Jones made some good PR since some moves in the draft and some good moves in free agency this year, but that's what he wants. This is, he's comfortable where he is. I don't think he really wants to win a championship. You know, do you, do you think the Dallas Cowboys will Jerry Jones is still alive? Do they win it all again? I don't think they do. <laughs> I don't either. And I think what, he's cool with it. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. Cause his pockets are full with money. Right. I'd be cool too. If my pockets were filled with money, you know, but what's the, but what's, I mean, to me, it comes down to like, as long he won the NFC East, he's won 12 games in three straight years. They were harping on the fact that everyone's to blame for this. You know, everyone, including himself, yeah. including Jerry Jones, everyone's to blame for what happened against the Packers. They scored 32 points. I mean, they gave up 48, but they scored 32 game was never really in doubt. Packers just came in there and blew their doors off. And there's not going to be any real seismic change. It doesn't feel like the team's going to be all yeah. that different because what do you do about Dak Prescott? He has a $60 million cap hit next year. Yeah. They yeah. have to redo and, and his deal. And if they this, either trade him or redo his deal. And if they redo his deal, he's, he's going to obs- get $300 He's million. obsessed with Dak. He's obsessed with he Dak. Dak's, Dak's not going anywhere. That That's like his his boy, you know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he, they're tight. He absolutely loves them. Yeah, they're, su- they're super tight. Um, you know, I'm sure Dak says all the right things like behind the scenes. He does, he does on camera as well. Doesn't ever throw anybody under the bus like... Jerry, Jerry loves the fact he doesn't have to worry about that guy at all. And listen, like productive as hell uh, on the field, except, you know, right. when you get to the, to the postseason, <laughs> like, dude, yeah, I just, it's such a talent rich roster and Jerry Jones, like what they have seven pro bowlers and Jerry Jones, so freaking filthy rich. Like I'm just dumbfounded and flabbergasted that he didn't and, and maybe is three days enough to say all right i've done like enough homework to see my available options out there like another coach who could come in and move the needle and push this offense and dak prescott's growth to like the next level like i don't think you could do that in three days i mean i guess you could go through and have sort of a a, a post-mortem on you know, what happened? I keep on bringing this point up that Scott Pioli made on Monday on the NFL network, but I think it's really good because I think it applies to a lot of different teams. He said of the Eagles, which we'll talk about here in a second, but the Eagles have got to figure out what went wrong internally, not having an external answer internally. They must answer the question as to what went wrong. And then they have to answer that question by either firing Sirianni or firing or trading Jalen hurts or doing whatever. But until you answer that question as to what went wrong, you can't make a decision on Nick Sirianni. You can't make a decision. So I agree with you. It's three days enough to find out. Was it Mike McCarthy? I don't know, but the, the same thing has to be asked of the Cowboys. What happened in the game against the Packers? And if you don't have an answer there, if you're right, it's defensive injuries. Okay. Maybe Dak threw two pick sixes. Like <laughs> how much of that is yeah. Dak? <laughs> you know, how much do you put on your quarterback? And if you are going to trade your quarterback, okay, now you're going forward. You're going to give Dak Prescott a five-year extension, which is going to be in the neighborhood of 200 to $300 million yeah. to be your quarterback. You think that performance against the Packers hurt Dan Quinn? And his head coach. I don't know. There's like six teams. There's like six teams that want to interview him. Yeah. But yeah, I, I thought I thought he was. I thought Dan Quinn was going to the Falcons. I thought he could go back home. Didn't happen there. I thought maybe the Chargers might want him. I don't think they want him. But yes, I, I thought Dan Quinn was going to get injured. But 
I, I guess from the energy interview standpoint, teams are still interested in, in, in talking to Dan Quinn. Yeah. I wouldn't after that performance. I think the latest is he's going to be back as defensive coordinator. And that's oh. enough that if he's not hired, if he's not hired as, as a head coach elsewhere, but hasn't that been reported that Jerry also is absolutely in love with Dan Quinn, which yes. which may make sense when the Cowboys are four and four through eight games and they fire McCarthy, they bring in Quinn, they make this push through what is going to be, I think, another week season out of the NFC East. So you, think, so, so you think McCarthy is set up to be fired during the year next absolutely, year? Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. Okay. If they're 500 through half through midway in the regular season and BVB brigade. I mean, you tell me if what you no, guys think, tell me, I think you're right. Tell me if I'm uh, wrong. Like, no, I think, he, I, I think absolutely. It's why they're bringing him back. Dan Quinn slides in. And I think maybe Dan Quinn becomes an ex head coach of the team. I think team X right here. I mean, it's, you know, they want to win the Super Bowl in any way, but they do the same thing over and over again. And they, <laughs> they get the same result and they won't change because the problem is the owner. I mean, look, yeah. Jerry Johnson, you know, Jerry Jones fired Jimmy Johnson. He fired and Belichick and Jimmy Johnson are kind of similar in terms of their personalities and how they want control and, and, and their egos and whatnot. Johnson's more outlandish than Bill is, but they both have a very similar type of, you know, control issues. They want full control because they know how to do it. And the owner doesn't, it's a fair point. You know, you know, Jerry's been around football for a long time, but it's been 28 years since the Cowboys played in an NFC championship game. It's been a long time. And yet they keep on doing the same thing over and over again. And Look, I'm not a Dak guy. I would have moved off from Dak Prescott a long time ago, but I get the point that his numbers speak volumes for his talent and that, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just either hating on the guy or what, but I don't think Dak will win a Super Bowl. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I just, I don't, I think Dan Quinn's going to stick around because you're, that's a really good point that he may say, look, I could be the coach of the Cowboys by like yeah. October. <laughs> so like, where I mean, am I could, going? Could, could be like a Mayo Belichick situation uh, a, a little bit in, in new England here where it was hinted to him. If you believe certain reports that he was going to be the next man, hinted, put it in his contract. It wasn't yeah. Hinted. Yeah. Well then, yes. Then, then, then we were told nobody knew that, but it was in his damn contract that you're replacing yeah. bill. I mean, I'm sure gamblers would have liked to have known that when that market opened up. That yeah, yeah, no shit. Because the last few years, he started interviewing like more and more, and everyone's like, "I thought he was the next guy," and turns out he was always going to be the next guy. I when mean, I was wanted, talking to Michael Lombardi like on right? our show over uh, last Sunday, yeah, he was saying he he mentioned he thought Bill Belichick would have been a good fit there in Dallas, and he used the example of like if Bill Parcells can go there and work then Bill True. Belichick can go there and work as well. It's it's a good point. So we do this thing, Emerson, on the show where it's called Ask the BVB, where okay. guys can, can send in questions. And Rainmaker Lou emailed this last night, and I thought it was worth bringing up on the show today. Why doesn't Mike Tomlin get the same level of heat that Mike McCarthy gets? Because yeah. the mediocrity of the Steelers over the last five years has been very similar. Make the playoffs, lose in the first round. They're both going in, into their last year. Both have one year left on the contract. Tomlin yeah. today was way more jovial, I guess I'll say. More oh, happy. Yeah. yeah, I saw, I saw that. I, I saw that um, Dave <laughs> tweeted something out. I was like, I, yeah. I actually like the guy. I love some I do too. Crusty I'm a big fan of Tomlin. I, I would take him on my team in two seconds. But why do you think that is, though, that Tomlin doesn't get the same level of national heat that Mike McCarthy does? Yeah, I, I, I have a theory. I don't. Okay. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll just tell you when I, when I saw that was in the rundown, I did some hardcore research and I headed to Google. 
Ooh. And I and I found a comparison between these two guys, and I had no idea that it was essentially identical records, dude. Like their yeah. records, McCarthy, 167, 102, and two. Tomlin, 173, 102. Similar playoff record, Mike McCarthy's 500, Tomlin's 8 and 10. Winning seasons, McCarthy 12, Tomlin 14. I, the biggest difference, when I look at all these numbers, Tomlin's never had a losing season, but he's had a lot of those eight or nine win seasons. And then I think about a little more, these guys, as close as they are, the one thing that kind of stands out to me a little bit, it's the ownership. If you can become head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, owned by the Rooney family, which are known to have more patience than any other ownership group in sports, like – yeah, I mean, Tomlin could have had a losing season this year or last year. He could he could maybe have three or four. I don't think the Roonies were ever going to fire him, which is why you saw Schefter like two weeks ago start to plant the seed that if he leaves, it was going to be a Tomlin decision. He was going to be the one to be like, I need a season off, kind of reset, see what's going on in the world, and then maybe re-enter like the picture here. But what is your theory here? Because I can't really like think of much. I think people just don't really like necessarily shitting on like the Steelers. It's a great organization. It is. I I think it's because Tomlin won the ring and the team he currently coaches. So he didn't move move on. He's in Pittsburgh. He won a title in Pittsburgh. He has been competitive in Pittsburgh. He's won divisions in Pittsburgh. Yeah. He has a losing season in Pittsburgh. McCarthy got run off. And McCarthy, and you know what's funny? Tomlin has that extra Super Bowl appearance, which he lost to Mike McCarthy's Packers. That's a good point. Yeah. So, but that's, that's the win. I mean, if McCarthy was still with the Packers, I think McCarthy, I mean, it's a different type of fan base, but I think McCarthy would still be, he'd be ripped on, but I think people would be less likely to go, Let's judge you for the Dallas Cowboy McCarthy versus the McCarthy who was with Green Bay. Tomlin has stayed where he has stayed in that consistency. You're right about the Rooney family. The fan base in Pittsburgh is not as Looney Tunes as the Cowboy fan is. They're more, the Rooney's basically keep their fans in line. Be like, look at, we're going to take our time here. We're not going to, you know, run through coaches the way Jerry Jones does. So I, I think also there is a, I don't know, a tabloid esque part of the Cowboys that Jerry Jones brings to the brings to the table where people like chaos. Yeah. They like watching a demolition derby. And so Mike McCarthy is part of that demolition derby and they want to see a thing blow up. So in, in Tomlin and people are saying in the chat that Tomlin is more likable. I, I, I don't know. I, I think that that's probably, that's probably the case. I don't know if I agree with this, Tony, do you agree with this? That Tomlin's driving a Thunderbird McCarthy has an F one car. The McCarthy's lineup, the McCarthy's got way more talent. And that's why people. Uh, are well, more- let's see. I mean, he he was with, I mean, Rogers for however long, but also you, you look on the other side and Tomlin had Ben Roethlisberger. Like, yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. I think there's plenty of talent. I mean, TJ Watts, the it, best player in the NFL defensively. I know Parsons is great, but I think TJ Watts, a better defensive, you know, wrecker of offenses than Parsons is. So I, I wouldn't like rip. I think that the, 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 that's the problem in Pittsburgh that I have is that their offense has been a mess and they can't get the quarterback spot right. Like if they find a quarterback, look at the weapons they have. They have two yeah. running backs. They have two wide receivers. They have two tight ends. I mean, <laughs> the, what the it, Steelers what it, could be right back into it as a, as a title contender if they could somehow mean, they're find not gonna a quarterback. They're going to stick with Mason Rudolph after they went on that three-game win streak in the regular season, which I think weren't those wins yeah. against teams with backup quarterbacks too. They, said, they said today that uh, – 
they are entering the offseason with Kenny Pickett as QB1, but expect competition for okay. him, whatever that means. So they're going to draft somebody. They're going to sign somebody. I, I, I said this to Dave on Tuesday. I think Joe Flacco should go there. Would you be would you be down with Flacco with the Pittsburgh Steelers? Oh, Fla- Flacco just popping, just being the little um, going around the whole division. Yeah, yeah, yeah being, everybody pa- being passed around like a blunt in the AFC North. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good for good for you, Joe. I'm trying to look and see who all the free agents are going to be because I don't know, man. Well, Pickett Russell had Wilson. like the one or two good games, right? I don't know off the top of my head. You guys tell me, like when they got rid of Canada and then everyone was creaming themselves because they had the first like 400 yard offensive game in like a bajillion years or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if he's the answer. I know he's the great story because he's the Pittsburgh kid, right? Everyone uh, is Justin what? Fields could be available. Oh yeah. Russell, yeah, yeah. Rus- Russell Wilson might be available. Uh, Russell Wilson's definitely going to be available. <laughs> I don't fucking want him anymore. Oh, Kirk, <laughs> so, Kirk cousins. All right. It will be a free agent. I don't know. Are they going to get a yeah. deal done with him? I think I, I don't because I think Justin Jefferson has said or turned down, at least reportedly, beginning ahead of this season, before this past season, a historic wide receiver contract. And he yeah. said no because he says he wants to see what happens with Kirk Cousins because he wants to go where Kirk where Kirk goes. <laughs> Imagine hooking your wagon to <laughs> Kirk Cousins. Oh, Jacoby Brissett. Tyler Taylor, please. He's yeah. in Minnesota. He's, he's, he's our, our resident Minnesota guy. <laughs> I love take, that. Kirk, take Kirk, oh, please. <laughs> get, how about this? Yeah. Freaking give me Jameis Winston under center. In, in Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh? Hell yeah, brother. Come on, man. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is one that I've seen mentioned a lot. Not necessarily in Pittsburgh, but especially with the way that he's ended the regular season and the win last week. What's yep. Baker? What are what are the Bucks going to do with Baker Mayfield? Huh? Sign him, keep him. Sign him. You keep Ooh, Gardner Minshew too, dude. Gosh, man, that guy's quads. Yeah, Daniel G. I, short he, cutoff jeans. That is. That makes me. He pointed this out. Bother. I said Cliff. I said Cliff Kingsbury should be the OC for Matt Eberflus in oh. with Justin with Justin Fields. So it looks like he's interviewing for that open job, which is. Which is there? Which is I, I think that that's, that would be a smart move okay. with Justin Fields to bring in a quarterback, to bring in a guy who can run, run an offense like that. And then, what are you going to do? You're going to draft Caleb Williams. So, so th- that was my my thing, my flag. I said to, to Bears fans to watch out for that if they interview Cliff Kingsbury, who was on the staff for the for the Cardinals, if they hired him as the <laughs> OC, Kingsbury obviously coming from U, from USC would then go ahead and be the quarterback coach for Caleb Williams. They're going to draft Caleb Williams with the first pick in the draft. And then they're going to trade Justin Fields to whoever wants to take yeah. Justin Fields. So it could so be Pittsburgh. Sleep on Easton stick. Easton stick is going to be a free agent as well. Oh my God. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, mean, I, got, I got an Easton stick for you, buddy. is fields better than Caleb? Yes. Now will he be? I don't know. I mean, Caleb Williams is a guy who's going to have to show that he can play in the cold weather which is Justin Fields played at Ohio state. So we had the answer to that question already coming in. Uh, this is a kid who's played at Oklahoma and played at USC coming into play know. there. So, you know, to just put a bow, it's going to be fascinating to watch, man, because they're, oh. he's already, he's already polarizing because he's already got 
half of the fans split with, yep. um, you know, c- calling him soft, seeing the emotion and, and the painting of the nails. And there's like the other side of it where he's just an absolute baller, like on the field too, but he pissed a lot of people off or that report pissed a lot of people off. Where he was like, wherever I want to go, I want a piece of ownership. It's like, dude, it doesn't right. work like that. No, it, it wasn't not even true like though. The, the, the problem with that is, and I'm with Some, you, it, it, yeah. horrible look, but was that true? Like, there's reports that he's telling that he's not in love with going to Chicago, that he's like, I don't know if I want to play for Chicago. So if, if we've got a prima donna heading to the pros, then yes, there's a big issue with that. And we have to be worried about him because it normally doesn't work when you're already trying to dictate things before we even get to the league. You've got to yeah. go prove yourself in the NFL before you can do anything like that. But, you know, going to Chicago with that defense, they're going to address. I think they'll bring in some wide receiver help for him. They got a running game already. It's going to be, you're right. It's going to be completely wild to watch because he's going to be held as the savior, even more than Justin Fields because of what he's done in college. But can he play in that black and blue division? Can he play in the weather of Chicago? But are they really going to build a dome? Is that done? Are the bears building a dome in Chicago? They don't. I love, I love element, the elements being a factor in, in these games, which has the New York state governor been, impeached yet for moving that game in <laughs> Buffalo for crying out loud. My God. But that was fine. I was, that was a good move that helped the bills. It hurt the, hurt the, yeah. the, the Steelers. Yeah, it, it helped no, the bills. I, I agree. My wife's like, what's it. this mean for my bills? And I, it means <laughs> that you guys are going to destroy them now. Right, like, exactly. on it means the game's, the game's over. That's what it means. And they won and they covered. But what was funny to me, I was on last night with, with Scott Wetzel on sports grid. And he, he made the point that like no NFL football team North in like in, in cold weather should ever play outdoors. Every team should be required. If you replace your stadium, you should build a dome. And he was referencing Buffalo saying the bills are building a new stadium and somehow it's not going to be a dome. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, this is dude, ridiculous. Part of football, their blood there, man. Like, football, football, football. You play in any weather like base. That's, that's, like a, that's a baseball take that like, oh, you can't play because it's cold. It's frigidly cold. Good. It's raining. Good. It's a typhoon. Good. Like that's what we're, that's what we're supposed to do with football. That's supposed to be played in, you know, perfectly conditions all the time. And his point was, well, then why do we play the Super Bowl in those conditions? And I'm like, you're right. We should play it outdoors and we should play it in the elements. But I understand that like that game is different because you want it to be the two best teams and yeah. whether or not factoring in, but we play right. the whole damn regular season to host playoff games. Yeah. Yeah, Good my Buffalo. favorite story right now with the Bills, which I absolutely love that fan base, arguably my favorite fan base in the NFL is, do you, you see the story on the pit? You know, there was someone who fell. So uh, next door to Highmark Stadium or the Ralph right now, where yeah. they're building the new stadium, you know, it's a massive right. hole into the ground. Someone like six, seven weeks ago fell into it <laughs> and they won that game and they've won like six straight now. So now before every game, Bill's Mafia sacrifices somebody in the pit and throws somebody down into this ginormous of the doom hole. style. Yeah, they throw him into the hole. That's Buffalo. That's Bill's Mafia. <laughs> it really they, is. I'd be like, light me on fire, smother me in mustard and ketchup, my naked rock hard body, and toss right. my ass down there because we're going bowling, which going back to the Steelers and Bills, they've faced each other three times in the postseason yep. in NFL history. The winner of that game has always advanced to the Super Bowl. Wow. Hasn't always won, but the winner between the Bills and the Steelers in the postseason three times 
Or is it well, because it's because the Bills win and Bills can't win the Super Bowl? But uh, yeah, man, I'm on my wife's family's group chat. It is not fun on game days. I have to mute the shit out of that. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> stop bitching. It could be worse. You could be a Jaguars fan. Like, knock it the f off. Same. I mean, it would be wild. Bills. Niners Super Bowl here in Vegas would be something to watch because we all on the West Coast, we all want the Niners to come here because of the money. Like we're going to have so much money pour into Vegas if the Niners are here. But if the Bills come, the debauchery that's going to happen with Bills Mafia on the strip is going to be something that has to be seen to witness, to, 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 to experience. So a part of me wants Buffalo to come here, but I, I, I have a ticket on the Ravens to win the AFC. So Dude, I'm a little, I'm a little bit biased. I'm that. telling you if, if the, if the bills make it, so I want, I want bills lions. It's a, it's just like what I want. If bills, bills lions, lions. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. That's exactly what I need. Why, 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 why? Bills why lions. You want, because I look, it would be fun. It's just there's in terms of like the, the I, I need a major market. Sorry, Detroit. I I need a big boy market. Yeah, but 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 like I need San okay, Fran. You need a you need a major market just for like yourself there, like no, in the city. I, because in terms everything. of t in terms of TV ratings, Bills Lions would do numbies, bro. Really, because the Bills have. I don't know. BVB, let me know wherever you are. Is there's got to be a Bills backer bar, just like there are Steelers backer oh, bars here. Like in yeah, there's, Bills, there's a Bills bar here. The Bills Vegas. backer bar over here by the garden. Yeah. The OJ Simpson. OJ oh. Simpson is known to be at the Bills bar here in Vegas consistently. Oh, take care now. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> there signing, auto, signing autographs. You walk in, you'd be like, wow, what, what, Dude, why is OJ Simpson here? That fan like, base would travel. <laughs> that fan base would. would travel. And and, I'm, and every single incredible resident of the city of Detroit would get their ass on a plane and spend all week in Vegas. If you have Lions fans and Bills fans floating around Vegas for a week, that city will freaking burn, Maddie. You better <laughs> run. You better come back here and hang out with me. <laughs> come on, come to Boston. Uh, Bill Belichick, according to multiple reports, is oh, going to interview. What? Sorry. I just had I just had to say, Joel... Oh, yeah. never mind. He said no thanks on on Swift and San Fran Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: if the Chiefs somehow made it there, sorry to cut you off. That's what she's she she's got. I think she's in like Japan or something. Taylor, for, like that night. Yeah, yes, I, already, I looked yeah. very. Yeah, I looked so very I. early on. I said, yes. I don't know. She's in Tokyo, and I got no I got no beef with her, man, for sure. No, right. I, was like, I don't know if I can she's do in the, Tokyo. the seventy cutaways. No, I mean Bowl. I I still think there's a really good chance that Jason and Travis both walk at the end of this oh. year. I, yeah, ab- absolutely. I, we t- we talked to a Kansas City reporter on our show last weekend. He said, "Yeah, yeah, there there is a chance. It is being it is yeah. being talked about, and like that he would walk because his brother his brother just retired to let his brother have his flowers, have his moment. All the nice things are being said about Jason Kelsey and what he means to the city of Philadelphia and everything else. And then Travis loses on Saturday, <laughs> and then Travis goes ahead and has this or Sunday, right? Yeah, Sunday yeah. night. So then Sunday night he loses there, and then Travis takes a week, and then Travis comes back and says." You know, because Taylor is literally going to be overseas for an entire yeah. year, for one year straight. So I don't know how you have done long distance, but I've done long distance and it I've, ain't fun. It, it is failed. not fun. <laughs> it, it failed I've, me too. It I graduated work. college. I said, hey, let's try to make this thing work. work. Okay. <laughs> While she's still back in college, oh, God, God knows no. doing what. what? Right. So we, yeah, it lasted a month. 
I said, I, oh, I lasted more than that. I, I lasted months of doing it, but no way, dude. it doesn't I work. need it more than that. Yeah. And, and not even that, it, I, it's more about like just the connection of being around the day to day. You just start to drift apart naturally because you're in different worlds and her world, yeah. I mean, Taylor's world, it's literally on the other side of the globe. And what Travis is going to be flying back and forth during the season. FaceTime, going, Matt, calm down. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> so I've always said that, like, if they're really serious about being together long term, and Travis already talked about the fact that, look, life, there's more important things to this than football. And I don't like the surgeries and everything else. I, I could at 34 years old, that, that's a hell of a career. He's a Hall of Famer and he may just go look at it. it's time for me to go do something else with my life. He wants to be an action star. The New York Times had a crazy article. You guys, if you ever want to say I'm wrong what? about this, go read with the New York Travis? Times article. Yeah, on Travis, on the two agents that made Travis Kelsey into what he is today. They, this was planned. All of this has been planned for, for years now about taking Travis Kelsey and making him the next rock. And all the commercial deals. That's why I said from the get go, the Taylor Swift relationship was baloney. I was like, this is nonsense. Like this is all corporate planned. It's too perfect. Maybe the Taylor thing is real. I'm not saying it's not. I'm saying that maybe it's not, but you see the next level, the next step to Travis Kelsey. It's not football. If, If they continue in this relationship and he pursues like some kind of career like that, let's say even if he starts poking over, to like WWE, you know, sure. and starts doing like appearances similar to like, you know, what Pat Wrong. McAfee started doing and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And like, she's there watching some of these matches, like ratings for WWE, Huge. all that shit yeah. is going to blow up. This would be an empire, the elite be- power couple an empire. It's a great way to put it. They would, they would dominate everything in media. And, and look, that's what she likes to do. Okay. She likes to, she wants to be liked. She's talked about it before. She's a, crazy people pleaser and she wants to be embraced she loves the chiefs for that matter she does not like the other side of it she you know you know when she gets getting made fun of at the emmy awards and the golden globe awards and like you know she doesn't like that oh, man. <laughs> she, she was staring through that dude's soul when he, <laughs> he wanted to kill that said, guy it was yeah, a great joke it, it was it, it was really more at the networks but taylor took it as a personal affront and the swifties yeah. went bonkers over it because you touch mother and they come for your soul mm-hmm. but i am really curious to watch the next iteration for all of them because we're going to, we're going to find out, but Taylor's being gone for a year. She's going to be, she's not going to be in Vegas for the chiefs are here. Long story short, chiefs are here. She's not coming here. I mean, so. when, when you're, when you're that rich on both sides, bro, like he's going to go on like a month long vacation. Yeah, but Tokyo is 18 hour They're going to, like, she's going to be in Tokyo, Australia. She's going to be in Korea. She's going to be like, she's not going to be in places like, Oh, she was in Great Tampa food. last night and she flew to Kansas City. Like, it's not like that. It's she's not going to be close. She won't Great be at Chief Games You're next year. Put your ass in the back of her tour bus. You guys are going to have plenty of time for romance. And she's going to get out there and sing her heart out for three hours for 400 million, billion, bajillion people in a city. Because I've said this too. She's going to do the, she's going to do the tour next year in 2024. She's going to do the tour. She's coming back home to the States in Canada in November, December. And then we're not going to see Taylor Swift again, perform for like five years. She's going to disappear and she's going to start her life. And she's because there's no way I've, I've been to the, I went to the Aero store. I the third show here in Vegas of the whole tour. With my daughter. I know you did. You horny and, bastard. And I'm, I'm telling you, that's a goodbye. I walked out of that concert going, oh, that's, a, that's a goodbye. You're too emotional. You're thinking nope. too much about it. She, You're never going to be able to, you cannot top that. She's playing for three hours and 45 minutes straight. 
There's no topping it. You can't top that. I so mean, she is, recently became a bill, uh, like a billionaire. She billionaire. money is money is not the reason to do it anymore. Like no. it, it's it's just it's just not. Although if I hit that billion dollar mark in my life, it something went. tells me, it oh, went. I want more. Oh, I want more. <laughs> so Travis may be good again if he keeps playing because Taylor's gone. <laughs> Someone mentioned that Taylor has Travis's balls in her purse, and now all I can think about are his testicles in a purse. <laughs> Just really weird that that's in my head. Damn you, Steven, for putting that in the uh, chat. That's, that's, yes, yes. Because, yeah, I, I, I told you what happened to me in the sauna today. Oh, no. What happened to you in the sauna today? Yes. Before, I before we get to Dave, what happened? Like, what, you were what like, happened it's, to you? A, it's a what typical happened? Thursday, remember? Yeah, yeah, I know. What happened? You got a straight shot, old guy? It was. Old guy? No, it, it, was, it was a young buck. A I young said, buck. Jesus, is that a baby arm? Because <laughs> what? I'm like, wrap that thing up in its own towel, Mick. Right. You're going to hurt me with that. Okay. You, you want to go to Philadelphia? Down the yeah, I, yeah. I-95 from where you are? Yeah. Uh, the, He's the, five the, hours and 55 minutes from me. Oh, like, welcome to the show. In, in have you already minutes. tested this? Tested what? How far away we are? Did you Google this? You looked like you were in. Yeah. Like, we, we have swept places. This is that's what I looked like when I was doing stuff in Massachusetts. <laughs> you know, the exact same type of house. That's I'm great. sitting in the spare bedroom at Brother Dan's house. It's awesome. I got a box holding up the camera tripod with a spotlight that he uses. <laughs> my nephew did his model tables on. Nice. I have no idea. Those two women are in the other like 10 feet away. Everybody's getting heightened up. We need to get this. We need to get this. We need to get this. I just said 1145 Pacific, 245 Eastern. I'm going on with the boys. And I get in the green room and I hear E talking about a third leg. I had no idea what I was getting. Yes, you did. You knew exactly what you were walking into. Well, I knew he's doing the show, but I'm like, is he talking about? The thing that he saw this morning that I thought was only in the chat with the three of us, and we just brought it to the people. (laughs) Listen, I've been in them locker rooms. I remember the first time I saw something that did not look normal. (laughs) They sent me over to do post-game in the Pirates, and there was a guy on the Atlanta Braves that I swear to God, (laughs) I went... Like, what was that? I, I had to look away, but then I had to look back. Going, <laughs> Hold on a second. What is that? What is that? How does he pitch with that? Where does he put that while he pitches? Well, you know, you know, Greg Maddox got used to get aroused by pitching. So, you know, oh, maybe, he, maybe it works. I <laughs> couldn't believe it. So thank God. We're here to talk about yeah. things that I know we ain't talking about. <laughs> the Out there. Thank God. Thank God. That's Great true. to see both of you. Holy crap. Uh, hey, thanks, report. man. You're our favorite guest here on BVB. You appreciate, appreciate it. Joining us. I give appreciate us, it. Give us the weather report. Because people have been asking. Okay. They're putting odds up about how cold you are at the moment. So we landed in St. Louis and walked through the jetway. And I was like, okay. This is different. Okay, this is cold. That's All Missouri. Right, but, right. Then we landed in Philadelphia at dusk as it was, it was, it was, you know, it was starting the sunset. We got our bags, and I will never forget the first time 
that I got home from Curacao to Pittsburgh. We landed in February and the pilot said, it's welcome to Pittsburgh International Airport. It's nine. Current temperature is nine. And I remember looking at my brother-in-law going, this is going to be a problem. Like we've just lived in a place where it was 65 (laughs) to 80 every day. So I'm getting all, all the bags and everything downstairs at the Philadelphia airport and all the doors are constantly opening and closing. It is freezing in the baggage claim. Heck the, yeah, it is. The birds just fly in and out of the doors at the baggage claim in Philadelphia. So there's birds flying around and I got the sweatshirt <laughs> on and I'm like, oh, it's cold. And I said to Kylie, are you ready to go outside yet? Do we have all the bags? Do we have all the bags. And we turned. And those double doors opened up, and that wind and cold hit me. And I went, and I took oh. my breath away. It was 16. <laughs> I kept looking at my phone, and I'm like, this is the coldest it's been since I left Pittsburgh. I have not been in 16. Like and the I scene feel- out of Cool Runnings when the guys are yes. in the airport, and they go outside, and you're just, like, frozen Oh, over. I didn't. I was like, I was like you know, yep. and then. And then, so we're waiting. We, we rented a car from Thrifty because that was the brand that my wife recognized or whatever. So you wait outside for the rental yes. car shuttle in Philadelphia. Here comes Budget Navis, man. He opens the door. I said, Thrifty. He goes, oh, he'll be by. He'll be by. Oh. Then it was like uh, the next one, Budget. So it's six fans came by and no Thrifty. I had the hood on. I started breaking into my bag because I know I got the beanies. I'm like, oh, my God. I can't remember what it's like to live like this every day. And there's people outside taking smoking breaks. Oh, yeah. Emerson, how do you live in this weather yeah. like this again i mean bro you I, walk the dogs in this right yeah dude i we uh crushed a three mile walk earlier uh today the the issue that i've had with this stretch here what is it it's i mean it's 30 right now it's the warmest it's been forever but this weekend it's gonna get down to like nine or or, or, or ten and then wind chill it's gonna be below zero and shit and dave but, just to, to rub it in right when you left vegas is back to being warm it's 60 today here in Vegas. 60? <laughs> We're back. Yeah. I don't know what this? I would do for 60 right now, but I can tell you this. Like, I forgot what it was like. So the dorms open up tomorrow is like the first day that you can move in. Okay. But tomorrow, it's scheduled to go three to six inches of snow here in Philadelphia. And the I surrounding saw more area. than that today in the sauna. Well, that's what I'm saying. Three to six inches, definitely over for what you saw. Over. But now your plans are altered because of the weather. And I forgot what that was like. Like in Vegas, we go, oh, it may rain like three times a year. We can't have this because of the wind, maybe what, three times a year. This whole, like after we get off the show here, we got to go to Walmart, pick up all the, you know, bathroom stuff yeah, and all these nice. other things. Oh, that place is going to be a zoo. Well, well, we're down in Philadelphia, but school's up in New Jersey, but yeah, it's going to be a zoo because everybody's preparing for this weather. Yeah. Yes. That's what he means. All milk. Yeah. Luckily, luckily you aren't milk going and bread. For, for milk and People bread. Still do that <laughs> well, here, milk and eggs. Of course they the do. Hell? Yes, it's of course they like do. People stop freaking out. And first of all, stop buying milk and bread. You got to get because like 
Hot Emersons, because they get it wrong all the time. Emerson, they get it wrong. The problem is they get it wrong. They say it's going to be three inches, six inches, yeah, seven inches, and then it's, it's two bad. feet. And you're like, I can't get out of my driveway. I have no food. Yeah. I have no water. My grandmother oh. can't move. Like it's, It becomes like life or death at like once every couple of years. They get it so wrong in New, in New England that it comes becomes a huge problem. So that's why people freak out because they don't trust the, the weather people. The issue over the past few days here after we got a little bit of snow on Tuesday, the city doesn't know how to clean its sidewalks. Everyone is like ice skating well, down sidewalks, this dude. Is the- the E, this is the treacherous part of walking around. So we get all the bags and we have a little bit of time. Aunt Jojo and Brother Dan are working and have meetings or something. So they can't meet us. So they're like, what do you want to do? Well, let's go to dinner because I'm starving because I haven't eaten all day. So we go to a place and the, side, the sidewalk is frozen. We, Not, ma'am. I know that the sidewalk's frozen. But. So I walk very cautiously. And I re- explained to my 20-year-old Kylie, who I love dearly and knows everything, be careful. It's a little slippery. What does that mean? But it means that those slide shoes that you have on have no mm-hmm. traction on them. So yeah. walk very carefully. Yeah. She got out of the car and stepped, and her leg went deep, like, and she yeah. was like, whoa. I said, I told you. I so yeah. we're not in the desert know. anymore. No, no, they, right. There's no more of that. Yeah. So there's a lot of little things that we take for granted having, you know, both Matt and I lived back yeah. east and you live there now. People don't understand do, yeah. this in the desert. No, dude. well, uh, also, no, so this like, is what I said yesterday. And I tweet and I tweeted this out. This is what you have to do. You literally right. have to do the you really literally have to do the Ric Flair <laughs> strut. You have to go. <laughs> How do you do that like, with the dogs, though? The dogs don't know. No, no, they certainly don't know. But they're looking at me like, "What the hell is father doing?" Right? <laughs> He's acting strange. But yeah, I mean, again, does, what what was Kylie's first? Like, she's doing it right. Like, it, she's not going to be stunned or shocked by all of it she's no. dump, she's jumping in the deep end yeah it's 16 degrees so like what, what's her reaction to it she said to me last night uh, once we got here and got it settled a little bit and she was like you know i'm glad we're doing this now because it's not going to get any colder so i might as well <laughs> i might as well feel what it feels like now and it's right. going to get warmer you know if i came in the summer and it got right. to this and i said See, this is how, like, you know, you listen to the kids sometimes yeah. say something and, you know, you think of a different thing. This is good. Like, because I thought when she said, well, when, once we got the, the offer and the scholarship and all of this other stuff, the paperwork, I'm going to start in the spring. And I'm like, who starts school in the spring? I never would have thought in my life to start school in the spring. And now it makes perfect mm-hmm. sense to start oh, yeah. school in the spring. So. 100%. It's good. Like she's, 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 I mean, the first thing we did was we went right to Dick's and we got fleece, heavy, heavy fleece sweatpants for her. She's yeah. like, yeah, if I'm going to be walking to and from They're class, I, yeah, yeah, she's like, I need, I need the heaviest things like, cause it's cold. I'm cold, cold gear, like legit cold gear, you, like, legit cold gear. Yeah. <laughs> not the cold gear for the desert have. cold. Yeah, we have no, the no, really real cold no, gear. You got to no, protect the, yourself. Exactly. So when she, did she, she start being, Okay, I would, go, ahead. go ahead, go ahead, Matt. I'm sure your no. question's more award-winning than mine. <laughs> I just want to know when does school start? Like, what? When is the first day? Of Next week. Next week. She's got uh, 
I think orientation or something, and maybe uh, obviously the workouts and everything start. I think Monday, and then class. Her first class is Tuesday. And then when's practice? So, when do they start on the field outside? Uh, oh, on the field outside, I have no idea. Because they're going gonna, south, aren't they? Right? You told me they're yeah, going. Yeah, they, their first trip. Yeah, they're going. They they have two trips planned: one to South Carolina, and then one to Florida. To open, like you know, that's what every where, where, does. whereabouts in Florida? Where in Florida go are they going? Um, come on, you I'm, gotta you gotta have the whole schedule memorized. I, w- I will find out. No, I think it's I think they're they're playing all the games in Melbourne. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah. not yeah. sure. Like, uh, but, right around like um, Orlando-ish area. Okay, yeah. So I think yeah. I think that's the closest airport. Yeah, but that's got to be late February, right? Early March when they're doing that. The Florida trip is in March. The South Carolina trip is in late February. Yeah, so yeah, so that's our practice here. I mean, that's what East Coast well, they teams start do. Yeah. They start yeah. practicing outside. Like in February 1st, they'll start going outside to practice. Yeah, yeah. it's it's crazy. It's when I, I remember my first job in upstate New York, in Elmira, New York, Ooh. and like Elmira College, a D3 school there, and, and some of the small colleges in that area, I was always so – uh, confused with how they started baseball so early there. And then I'm like, Oh wait, let me look at the schedule. Oh, they spend the first two months of their season on the road in like warm yeah. state somewhere tropical. And then they come back here and then half of their spring schedule when they get back is still postponed because it snows and it's real shitty weather in the North. I mean, look, opening day for Fenway. That, that's why they never want to have opening day until like the middle of April, because they know what the early April is like. It's horrific. Uh, Rain, it's- sleet, snow, cold, it's brutal. Ask the chat. We got half the chat and stuff that played baseball as a kid yep. or in high school. All of our games were like in mud. I played in snow flurries. I mean, we had practice in the gym. There it is right there. We had practice yeah. in the gym. I learned how to catch ground that. balls off of the, the hardwood gym floor better oh, than I did in a amen, field. Amen, And those things used to sh- shoot up. There the it 5 is. 5 a.m. when you have to go in. I used to do this. You have to go in to practice early in the morning because they're uh, they're using the facility for something else. So you'd go in and you have those rubber balls that they would, oh, would, run, they would bounce and take like, it would literally Bing. like, yeah, they come Bing. up and they take those weird hops on you and they come yeah. flying by your face. Yeah. yeah that's it's, it's yeah, not. And a lot of those teams up there um, played on turf. Like when I would cover, yeah. go up and cover Cornell baseball and softball, they're oh. all on turf. Yeah. Like yeah. that's all, that's all it is. I don't know what the field she's going to be playing on. If that's going to be the case there, Dave, but it's weird. I always used to think, man, I don't want to slide on the turf. My cleat gets caught on that. Yeah. The indoor fucking knee the, off the indoor facilities. I would say this, the, the, the Northeast indoor facilities have really, since you and I were in high school, Dave, I've really taken a big step forward. There's oh. a lot of indoor baseball and softball facilities all over the Northeast that are pretty, pretty high tech and pretty big. Well, hopefully I'm going to get in touch, not this trip, but we'll take another trip to Pittsburgh and I'm going to get together with Otto. He's going to take me to a couple of these facilities because his daughters are playing right now. He's going through the journey now with Mm. his daughters that we did out in Vegas. E, my daughter played two years at a JUCO College of Southern Nevada with an AstroTurf field and they learned how to slide on them. It was yeah. 120 degrees. It was uh, maybe 150. Oh, God, on the, the field had to melt. Oh, it was so hot. It was unbelievable. So, but it was great for the winter. in your warm yes, crack? all over. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Pause. <laughs> I don't know about that. that but but yes. it was, oh. yes. So, but they, they're going to play on turf here and it's going to be different. So, uh, you know, Mikey we'll Austin, out. to answer Mikey Osmond's question, yes, dimpled baseball is exactly what I'm talking about. They were the worst. You play with those? 
The one, the plastic round Hold ball, the dimples, the worst. We're, we we're talking about playing with dimpled balls. Yes, we, dimpled we, balls. What? Plastic, plastic dimpled ball. Emerson, see no. what you've done to the show. We're completely looking. He's got your attention. No, no, no. <laughs> what it is is I've helped many of the incredible members of the BVB Brigade kind of come out they of their shell you. a little bit. Okay, they love you. Yes, All right. They love hey, you. nothing Absolutely. brings people out of their shell like More um, than you know, baby <laughs> arm talking <laughs> the sauna. <laughs> Did I get on a plane and go on a time warp and get off the plane? Did McCarthy staying with the Correct. Cowboys? Yes. Yeah. There is so much discounts, Eagle stuff here. If you guys want any Eagle <laughs> stuff, reach out to me. We went to Dick's. They're giving everything away. The nice stuff, the hats, the hoodies, all this stuff. You can get whatever you want. take a Jason Kelsey here. jersey. That dude's, oh. you, that dude's cool. They're all yes. over the place. Well, let me know because I can hook you up. Anyhow, Sirianni staying? Is that is yes. that official? Not so, official, but it looks, it looks that's the direction it's going. So is Belichick really going to go? To coach well, the Falcons is right before cool? right before you hopped on, we were we were putting this up. The, the, this is the Josina Anderson tweet that Bill Belichick is expected to become the next head coach of the NFC South Atlanta Falcons. He's going to bring Josh McDaniels with him, like we thought. He's going to bring many members of the Patriots staff with him. He's just going to go ahead and rebuild it, and he's not going to have total control because Flowery Flowery Branch is the GM. But it sounds like he's not going to have to worry too much about what that guy's going to say. It's going to be basically all about Bill. So yes. Bill Belichick will be coaching the Atlanta Falcons. I, I don't hey, know. you can't I'm beat him, hire him. That's what they say, right? <laughs> I guess so. But like, is anyone going to ask him about the twenty-eight to three? Oh, like, it's the greatest. It, Nora Princiati. I, I got to give credit to Nora Princiati because she had the best tweet about like, have you ever had a situation where the odds were heavily stacked against you and you had to show great adversity in the face of it? It's the greatest tweet ever about like, <laughs> if you ever had the odds stacked heavily against you and be able to show what you've done in the face oh of adversity. Yeah, maybe I was down 28 to three to you guys in the Super Bowl. I was able to come back and win it all. So, yeah, I don't know how you square that circle. I have no yeah, idea. You know what it's this the is, weirdest thing. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of when Mike Dicka wrapped up his coaching career with the Saints for three years and went yeah. six and ten, six and ten, and three and thirteen. I said, hmm, six, six, and three fifteen. That would be the new record for Bill Belichick if he can last three years and at least emulate those records with the Falcons. How long yeah. do you sign him for? Do you, do you give him a as long as you want? I mean, he's it he, one year, one year. He's going to retire when he gets that record, Maddie. He's yeah, going he's to four, retire. That's he's the only reason he's wins doing shy. It. Okay, Belichick is 14 wins shy of Don Shula. So the question yeah. is, how many years in Atlanta does it take him to win 15 games? Because that's that's it. Once he has it, he'll walk. 17 game schedule. He wins 10 games next year. He wins seven, eight, nine games the next year, and he's out. Goodbye. Does a, does yeah, a free agent quarterback go there? Or I mean, like he's not doing this with Desmond Ritter, is he? Yeah, I I don't know. If I'm a quarterback though, and I know that Josh McDaniels is going to be the offensive coordinator in New England and or sorry in Atlanta, and I'm throwing to Pitts and I'm throwing to London, and I've got the running backs with B. John Robinson and Cordell Patterson, I'm going there. I I'm going there because they're going to play in a soft division. Yes. The Niners are still there and the Cowboys, Eagles, whatever, but you have a real good chance of winning that division and being in the playoffs. If you can be a competent quarterback with the weapons yeah. they have. I mean, the reason he would say no, like, I, I do think it's, it's a pretty good fit, like overall from top to bottom, but let's just say like for the you know sake of argument here, you've considered the unknown at quarterback. 
That's that's basically it. And that's then it. it's the only question maybe, of that team. Defensively, yeah, they it, need some help. I mean, they, they, but yeah. Belichick will fix that. So, like, you bring in Bill, he's going to fix the defense. You know, someone in the chat saying Matthew Judon is a free agent. That's true. There's guys who are going to be uh, wanting to go play for Bill, who have played for Bill in the past, who want to go play for him in Atlanta. So, yeah, I mean, the, the, he'll win there. I mean, they'll have a winning record next year. I'll be, I'll be so curious what Vegas would put the total wins because I would say, top of my head, I'd say nine and a half. Will be the win total for Atlanta next year. I got to see the AFC opponents, but um, they got a what third place schedule? I mean, yeah. they, they because it went Atlanta, or I mean, it went Tampa, the Saints, and then them. Right. So they get a third place schedule in a average division. Um, yep. I got it right here. Mm-hmm. What do you want to know? Who, who are they who's, playing? Who's there? Oh, okay, so the AFC AFC Op- teams opponents. here. Um, just East, all the Chargers. opponents. Yeah, uh, well, all the, the AFC West. opponents. You want the all AFC? The, yeah, so it's going to be the AFC West, AFC West, oh, and God. then uh, you you got the Steelers in there. All right, Ooh. Steelers are going to be in there, and that and that that appears to be it. Yeah, in terms of AFC. Okay, I want to ask you this question, Dave, because because yes. uh, you're in Philadelphia, so this, this yep. is this is perfect. Uh, this is what Jalen Hurts said yesterday about what happened to the Eagles. He said, the worst of it all is someone else is going to hoist that trophy up. Someone else is going to be world champion. But it just simply was not our time. It's not our turn. We press forward, move forward, and keep the main thing the main thing. Can you explain to me what in God's name that means? <laughs> Actually, I'm going to drive around and ask people what the main thing is. What is the main thing? The main I mean, thing is the main what thing. What is that? What is he talking yeah. about? <laughs> I, I, it, the main thing is winning, right? I think. But it's we not our win. time. To make the, it your damn time. Right. <laughs> like, win, win the games and win I, the Super Bowl. I understand, like, the goal is always to win. And when you're EU, I didn't know this about you. I just found this out this week that you have a coaching education and uh, it was like my that, minor right? yes it was it was my minor in college you know broadcast journalism absolute waste of five years of my life with that degree right. but we were right. forced to pick a minor and i picked easiest one so did coaching football george o'leary taught a lot of my classes had a lot of the um you know current nfl players uh were in my class as well well they're not current anymore but uh yes so if anybody so needs any help you, x's and o's i can help you you've learned about coaching what the hell is he saying? Because what I think he's saying from without saying it is that this wasn't the right mixed team, whatever, and we didn't win. So we're going to circle it back next year and try to win. Obviously, 11 games wasn't enough because if we would have won 12, 13, or 14, we would have hosted Tampa or we would have hosted, well, we would have hosted Green Bay. They might have lost that game too. I don't know. This is well, the Nick Saban. This is Nick Saban. This is saying a lot of words that mean nothing. Word salad. He's just not. He's just speaking. He word knows he has to give lunch. somebody a quote. He has yeah. to give somebody a quote. So the thing is the thing. The winning is this. It's not like you're just speaking cliches constantly, and then there's nothing you can take out of it and say, "Well, he said, well, see what he said that was really inflammatory." I can believe what Jalen Hurts said about Nick Sirianni. <laughs> like he just talks in complete code. That nobody can parse through, but oh, him. Yeah. yeah, and he's infuriating the Eagle fans by doing it. They're getting more and more angry every time he speaks. I've been on the ground here for 
less than 24 hours. There's a lot of angry people, period, here. Right. They're right. looking Dude, for a I've reason. heard about that. What? I've never it, been to Philly. I've never been to oh, Philly. I yeah. want to go for the food. I need. I love you, cheese. You would steak. know. You would get it. I mean, it's very similar to it's, Boston. It's, it's very yeah. similar. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It just there's people like local touch you off and this and yes. yeah. Like I mean, we just tried to move over one lane yesterday. Jessica was driving, and we got people zooming. I mean, the turn signal was yeah, on. That's we us. Made our that's we, we made that's our intentions here. known. Yes. You're going to make me just, late. You're in that, my way. Get out of my way. Honk on you're horn, going. No, you're not getting in front no. of me no. here you're, on yeah. the on the Schuylkill Expressway. I'm on the Schuylkill. The, good, yeah, the Schuylkill. Good luck. That's, that's horns, a winding road from hell. Horns honking everywhere. People here are honking their horns at <laughs> less than a quarter time. of a second after the light turns green. Yeah, All right, so how about I'm walking the dogs bottom. last night. Uh-oh. walking dogs last night. There's traffic Uh-oh. in our neighborhood. <laughs> All right? And there is a car honking its horn non-stop because another car is blocking it from turning left because that car that's in the left turn lane actually wants to go right. They got in the wrong lane. I look a little closer into the car that's honking non-stop. Nothing triggers me more when I'm walking my dogs than a car non-stop honking its horn. It's my wife. It's my uh, wife honking at someone. She doesn't see me standing there. I walk over. I knock on the window. Woo. I scared the shit out of her and I go, yo, stop, stop honking your horn please <laughs> nobody likes it when you honk your horn oh no and she's like this lady won't get out of my way i said hey yeah, doesn't matter she probably made a mistake got in the wrong lane i said there's tons of spots open over here where you're trying to get to Uh-oh. no one's taking all those spots they don't care said, babe they don't care i said babe please stop honking your horn you she's a that? full-blown bostonian now she's she's she, it, it's in the blood yeah yeah <laughs> Part of the issue is this, though, as we were winding our way through, you know, the the outskirts of Philadelphia and right. the roads were built for horse and buggy. Correct. And model T's. Correct. Like, they haven't been widened. They you haven't can't. added another lane. You can't. I understand. But I understand why Google the, the lane, the, the next lane in the river. It's just <laughs> there, there's not there's nowhere to go. No. I get it. There's too many people, and they're all going in places that they have to get to. They're all running late. So I understand it. But I kept saying, like, you know, it's it's awesome to watch it through the eyes of the kids. Correct. Kylie's 20, going, man, it feels really tight. Every road feels so, like, this feels like there's going to be trees falling yeah. us on us everywhere we go. And uh. why? Is everybody Ooh. so close driving? Because we've tried to express to the kids as they get their licenses, leave distance between you and the cars in front of you. No, not distance. Boston. No, not in places like Boston, Philly, New York. They want to get up on you. They yeah. want to smell you. Like our cars, closely. Dave, I, I always laugh because mm. whenever people come and, and they're like, man, your cars are all so clean and nice and not dinged up and not dirty and not dented. <laughs> right. How is that possible? I go, because we don't play bumper cars. That's no, why. No, we don't no, We don't no. go and like move people with our bumpers trying to make no. them get out of the way. We don't no. hit things in snowbanks because we don't have snowbanks. So we don't have that problem. We don't hit curbs. When we're trying to park because we can't see the curb. Like we don't do all that stuff here in Vegas. So our cars stay nice. We don't have to worry about the undercarriage getting rotted out from all the sand and all the salt that gets thrown all over the roads. Like we just just don't have that stuff here. And I'm so glad we don't have that stuff here. I'm thankful. To be honest. Yeah. You need to wash the undercarriage. 
Always, yes. Always. Very important. Double. Very double, important. double wash undercarriage. Um, e, did you get in trouble for 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 making the request to stop honking oh, the horn? No, I, no, I no, no, no. Because like, I, like I was very peaceful. And and I, I know, but when you and I knew, home, how did things go? And I knew everybody else, <laughs> like around traffic, nobody knew that I knew this individual driving. You so look I'm like Superman. Yeah. I look like Superman. I can just kind of like sense the energy and traffic and people are kind of just like, yeah, you, you get her, man. Yeah. Dog but, man. But, but since, dog it, was, man, since it was my wife, yeah, dog man, get him, dog man. Uh, you know, I, I, I kept it cool. It's like, babe, stop honking your horn. Nobody wants to hear that. So people on the outside too are saying, wow, this gentleman is taking a very, gentlemanly approach yes. to this situation <laughs> yes. very, calm. very yes. calm this and it's great. a very beautiful blonde behind the wheel maybe he has other intentions <laughs> which i did <laughs> but everything everything was fine yeah i, I got because yeah. i did increase my walk after that another mile so we just Smart. We, Smart. we just did a two mile loop in our hood so by the time i get yeah. back She's yeah, calmed down. She's, have, she's having dinner. She for, totally forgot about yeah, it. She, she had a spot to park in. Yeah. It's Since we're talking about okay, cold, cold weather, we, 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 we can bring this up because both of us, all three of us have worked in the media in, in, in some form or fashion. But um, this, this is real. A reporter yeah, who went to the pre-game, uh, the pre-press conference for the Buccaneers <laughs> and the Lions asked Todd Bowles about playing in the weather in Detroit because it was five degrees in Detroit. The Lions have played in inside of a dome for nearly 50 years. I'm not bringing this up to make fun of the reporter, although it's very easy yeah. to do so. Uh, my, my question is to all of us, uh, what is the worst question you've ever asked as a media professional? Do you, did you have one, Dave, a question you asked? Oh went, boy. Oh, why did I ask that question? That was not very smart of me. Well, I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to ask certain people questions that first year. Yeah. When I, um, when I went over to do pirate interviews. So I loved Chico lean. I, I thought Chico lean was just an amazing baseball player and he made impactful plays during the game. And then I went up and asked him questions and I was holding the microphone literally up right next to him. And I could not understand a damn thing that he said because he really didn't speak very good English at all. He tried for me and I got back to the station and they said, what is this? And I'm like, well, this is the post game. You asked Chico. We can't understand Chico. <laughs> you didn't get anything else. And I'm like, well, no, because Chico made the diving stop and saved the game and everybody. Else. And they're like, you nope. got to ask us who you can ask the questions to. So I didn't know, but like that one. And then I asked Cornell Lake a question once. And Cornell Lake had the most sculpted face, physical specimen could be. And I asked him, I think I said the words defensive scheme. And he looked at me like this, he was bald. And he looked at me with his face. <laughs> and he didn't say a word for about what felt like two years. It was probably Damn, six seconds. And I went. Uh -oh. Okay. Thanks, Cornell. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. And I went back to the station and watched the tape. And it was one of the dumbest questions. Like it was so dumb. Like I sounded like I knew what I was trying. I was pretending to sound like I knew what I was talking about. Like a defensive scheme, high load, this, that, what I forget what I said. And he went, You don't have a clue what you're talking about, buddy. 
Like, so I don't have one specific, <laughs> but I have hit a you with a right. buddy. Yeah, he, he he didn't say he didn't say anything. Do you, do you have one a, a question that you regretted asking in the media? I and I did it intentionally. It was with I think it was my first year in in when I was working in uh, Utah, and I had asked Jerry Sloan. I think in the uh, one of their playoff series, I think it was his second to last season coaching, and I forget which team they were playing. But basically, if, if they lost because they were down in the playoff series, they lost. They were they were out, and I was like, "Coach, would you consider tonight a must-win game?" <laughs> and he just it was more to get him to like laugh and cheer up because Jerry Sloan was so awesome Stiff. to talk yeah. to in the media. But then, like, you know, you could tell right Stiff. when he came in and he was opening up for questions, was he in a good mood or yeah. was he in not a good mood? When he was in a good mood, try to get a chuckle out of him. So I did it intentionally. But other people are like, well, stupid question. I'm like, learn to lighten up, read the room. Right. So, read the so, room. so so you your path was from Central Florida. To where, to where, to where? Back yeah, to Boston. I, like, where did you go? Yeah, I've kind of, uh, I've been everywhere, man. Uh, after yeah. you know, When I graduated in 2007 from UCF, which shout out to my Knights, horns down. Careful. That's oh, right. Oh, oh, come at you. Texas last night. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, cry oh, me a river. Oh, yeah, careful. cry oh, me a river, Rodney Terry. Go outside. What's up? What's up? How are Yo. you? What's up? It's freezing. On a scale, oh, say, on a scale yeah. of one to ten, how cold are you with the ten well, the closest you've ever been? I was okay after like we got here, but when we walked out of the airport yesterday, <laughs> I stopped. As soon as the door opened, I stopped. I was like, oh my God, this is Welcome cold. <laughs> yeah. Frigid. And I figured out what like slippery ice is. Like it froze over. Yeah. So I ice is slippery, my, dude. Yeah. I put my foot on top and I was like, oh, don't walk on that. That's a bad move. Absolutely. Dave, is that the softball player? Yeah. Yes, it is. Kylie. Okay. Kylie. Hey, that's congrats. Congratulations, by the way, young lady. Good stuff. Thank you. Looking forward to um, you know going to some of your games here. We're gonna get the whole squad together, the whole BVB. Oh group. God. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I told you. I told you. He well, went to Central Florida. Oh, okay. So he's the yeah. one I told you about. Didn't get we, super super chilly down there. We had talked about that at Central Florida being one of the destinations, maybe end destinations back yeah, in the day. That's a damn good Just softball a different team. Path. That is yeah. a damn good softball team. That would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Are you ready to go? Almost, yeah. All right, I'll be ready and I'm gonna say goodbye to these guys in five minutes. Okay. Do you want to hey, come on with your hey. new heights podcast? Come here. Yeah. Show them. Oh, Show them. Yeah. No way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. actually oh, yeah. wearing, yeah. Jessica's, well, you're well, wearing this yeah. in Philadelphia? Yeah. This is, like, in- this is like wearing the concert t-shirt to uh, the show, to the concert. Oh, the- I don't have a problem I'm, with that. I'm you in can't, Philly. You can't, you can't wear a new heights podcast uh, t-shirt in Philly. It doesn't what? say Eagles. It's just new heights. Yeah. Are you okay with Kelsey walking away with Travis? And because and, he's going to follow Jason, you know, they're, they're both going to retire. That's perfect. Then he'll be able to go on tour. Yes. And right. he won't and miss you'll never any see shows. Him again. You'll never see them again. They'll both be it's all right. It's all we right. We can paint our entire bodies, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so we go to the shows. Yeah, someone's going to have to get my back for me. <laughs> we, we, we actually, we sat next to each other on both flights. Oh. We sat by ourselves. It was, it was painful for both of us. We had to sit okay. next to each other Uh-oh. for both flights. But at one right? point, I, you know, she puts like back in the day when we were dating, you can tell them, I'll tell them. We put a pillow yeah. between us and we cuddled and, right? and you know, hung out yeah. like that's So I joked, I'm like, are you bringing a pillow? Cause we're taking a flight and we can go back old school a little bit. 
So I slid my hand under the pillow. We held hands the whole flight Aww. to St. Louis. It was great. It, it was the pillow was to separate us, not not to <laughs> yeah, share. Like, it yeah. was it was the Bullshit. barrier, not not to be closer. So anyhow, look, they're wishing you. St- they're still wishing you happy oh, birthday. Thank yeah, you. Happy oh my God! Yes, right. happy birthday! Yeah, happy birthday. Yes, so thank this, you. This is incredible. So we 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 sleep from Vegas to St. Louis. Then I land. You know, we get situated we get on the plane in st louis to philly and kylie's out she's exhausted she had stayed up all night packaged dressing everything what so she's out i'm ready to go because i slept the whole way so i'm gonna read a book which i love doing and i look over and she's getting settled for the flight i turn she's got her phone out she's watching the new heights podcast and i'm like what are you doing that big pop on that one laughing Pops, you know, it was funny. Jason was cried. Really good. He cried. He, did. he was oh, very emotional. Yeah, yeah, he cried. He was. He got, I felt bad. Yeah. Brother, I mean, it was, the, it, it's gone viral. Interviews and yeah, it's, yeah. it's been, yeah, it was emotional. Jason, well, Travis, Travis will do <laughs> well, it next. That's okay. Yeah. Travis, will, on, on, on Sunday, on Sunday night, Travis will join him. So. We're all good. Yeah, that's all right. I'm good with that. I'm talking with the boys. Emerson saw a big peepee today at the, uh, oh. at the gym. Yeah. Oh, nice. My God, nice. yeah. Yeah. It's all I've been thinking about, to be honest with you, since uh, high noon when I ran into this uh, large baby arm holding an apple. <laughs> and, and we talked about that, and then we talked about dimpled balls. Oh, I we might have about, to watch the show today. We, we, then. Really, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this, this podcast, yeah, very similar to New Heights, you know? Yeah, it's very similar, yes. It is. Only we didn't play NFL football. We, right. we you know, we yeah. t- took bets all over. Emerson was talking about yeah. his journalistic you're being, journey. You're being told to listen things. to us and not and not New Heights, Jeff. <laughs> she, it's a daily show. We've been living it for 20 years, and she still won't acknowledge it. Now I got you. You've seen the chat, P. Roll. You know it's a show. Oh, yeah. oh, it's a show. It's, yeah. It, you, you've ready. seen it. You've seen it, Peralt. It's a show. Just, just, yes, it is. I'll be done in like five minutes. All right. Bye. Okay. All right. Don't forget your pillow. Don't forget your pillow, Emerson, sir. My pillow. Uh, I, I'll say this just to put a wrap on, on, on the conversation about press conferences. Um, I interviewed my first job out of college was I was the play-by-play voice of UVA women. And UVA women played mm-hmm. at Tennessee. UVA was ranked in the top 25. Tennessee was ranked in the top 10. The pregame interview for the pregame show I had to do. So I had to go and interview Pat Summit. And I had watched, I thought I was going to really be like a go-getter. And I had watched Tennessee game film. And I thought I was going to come up with like, this is really great question about Tennessee's matchup zone. And I asked her a question in a way that kind of like with you, Dave, she looked at me and she, her eyes like literally came through the back of my head because she was like, you're a 23 year old prick. Don't ask me about my matchup zone. You don't know what you're talking about. You've just described it completely wrong as to what we're going to do against UVA here today. And she made me feel about this big. (laughs) And I was like, okay, no more of that rest of the year. (laughs) Right. I'm asking coaches anything to do with their game plan, trying to scheme up and as to how I would attack UVA and how would I attack their offense. It was, I, to this day, it was the most scared I've ever been with a coach after a question, I thought she might punch me in the head. <laughs> she was not I, mad at <laughs> I was afraid to ask Cornell Lake a question the rest of his career in Pittsburgh <laughs> because I was like, he undressed me completely for yeah. like in five seconds. He stared mm-hmm. me down. I almost wet myself. I I was like, oh, okay. So Emerson, back to you, please. Yes. UCF 
to where to where to where? What, what, UC, what, what UCF, graduated UCF 2007, spent three years in Elmira, New York, my first market there, spent almost three years in Salt Lake City, almost three wow. years or three years in West Palm Beach. And then uh, we just hit, we're been here now for more than eight years. Woo! Wow. Okay. So, uh huh. Did, did did you meet the missus in the in the first stint? In Elmira, in yeah. I, in I Elmira. had been there for a year. Okay. I had been there for a year. I'm a year older than her, so yeah, I'm okay. kind of robbing the cradle. Hey, all right. <laughs> I tell her all the time, I still remember the first time that she walked into that newsroom, and I swear to God, I was like, this chick is different. Oh, I didn't nice. so I'm I'm serious, dude. I was like, I really like this chick. Yeah. And eventually. You want to know how I sealed the deal? Oh, please. I don't think she's watching. So I invited her over. I made homemade pizzas. <gasps> we put on the movie Wally, you know, because it's a really? real upbeat, great, yeah, yeah. romantic movie. <laughs> yes. And let's just say we didn't make it to the end, gentlemen. <laughs> Netflix and chill, right? The pre? Yeah. The before, yeah, it was TV, yeah, it was like blue, Blu-ray and chill. Blu-ray and chill. Oh gosh, Blu-ray. Kids, look that. Look at what the Blu-ray player was. Oh, like, gracious! That that a thing? A gigantic CD that like could decapitate people, and throw it across the room. <laughs> My gosh, why did we ever do that? That was horrible. Do you remember like, the battle between it was? Wasn't it like DHD DVD and then like Blu-ray? There were two oh, brands that were huge, battling. Huge. Yeah. Monster, yeah. who was going to win? Because it was it was the same thing with with oh. Beta versus VHS that that our parents had. Yeah. So who was going to win that? And VHS yeah. ultimately won that battle. Was yeah. huge. In the HD TV, one up or HD video, I wound up winning out over because I mean, come on, the the Blu-ray CDs were so big; they were bigger than record players. I mean, they were they were gigantic <laughs> to go ahead and have it. So. I was a part of all of those in the business. That was our family business. Right. The one side we sold electronics and the VHS beta thing was real yeah. because we were a beta in the house because oh. it was smaller and it was a little higher quality, but the VHS was able to mass produce quicker. Yeah. HD versus, you know, Blu-ray. Nobody can figure that one out. I think they went back and forth. Look at this. These people can't believe that you lived in Elmira. I can't believe anybody lives. Is Athens close to Elmira? Yeah, yeah, it is. So, like, uh, and, and like, big part of you don't know. Yes, yes, it is because Athens, you, you, big part you're of you're Athens, is like, like you know, the, you don't is know. the twin is the twin tier. So you have the southern tier of New York. Be quiet, dildo, or go slip <laughs> on the ice while I'm telling the story. There's the southern Whoa! tier of New York. Matt, State, Matt can you put tier. the three of us all across instead of just being the big box? You I don't can't have, do that. I don't have the overlay for that. Okay, fine. That's fine. All right. I can do it, but then there's no branding. I can do it just the three of us. No, no, no. And there's no no branding. Leave the branding. Branding's very important. That's what they say. So go ahead, Emerson. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. And 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 Athens was like right across (laughs) the the border from New York. So it was it was a Uh, Pennsylvania school. Yeah. For the high school. I mean, it was big on big on high school, uh, high school sports there. But we had Watkins Glen there in, in Elmira. So like uh, at the time, IndyCar was there. NASCAR would come there. Danica Patrick was still, you know. Are you a NASCAR guy? Are you I, a NASCAR? I, I, well, I mean, I grew up in Jacksonville right outside Daytona. Yeah. So it's like, you know, NASCAR was, you know, we paid Redneck, attention to NASCAR. Redneck Riviera. I mean, that's the. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's all That's why you. Gardner Minshew works so well in Jacksonville. True. Yep. Straight across. Take it from Alabama all the way to the Panhandle, all the way to Jacksonville. <laughs> I never would have made Emerson out to be a NASCAR guy. Yeah. I, I I didn't know. 
If you sliced off yeah, the I mean, top I'm not super Florida, dialed, I'm not super dialed into it, but like, yeah, for sure. I'll go drink some beers with, you know, a bunch of shirtless <laughs> dudes and <laughs> drink beer. Let's go. go are you all in with the Bills then? Like the wife is a Bills fan. Yes, you- bro. We are all in here, man. Yeah. We are all, so I'm all in on the Bills and the AFC side. I'm just I'm married into the Bills family. Come on, man. Like yeah. I, okay. They've kind of grown on me a little bit. But as I said at the top of this show, I am 110% on the bandwagon of hashtag one pride. I am a okay. Lions fan. I am rooting. Let's get you out. For- let's get you out of here on this, Dave. We'll, we'll, let's get you out of here on this. Wait, we're going to do this tomorrow, right? We're, yes, but I just, I'm just doing this tomorrow. But, but, but the number is up to seven here in Vegas. Circa went to seven today. Did they really? Yep. Are we see, seeing money? What does it tell you? Money on Thursday on the Lions route coming against Tampa? Um, I'll sleep on it. We'll do this again tomorrow, and I'm okay. jumping in earlier. Okay. I tell them because I think the plan was supposed to go move into the dorms tomorrow, but I think we're going to go Saturday. So I'm going to hang out. I'm going to hang out with the two of you. Okay. This is cool. Believe me, this is so Wait. therapeutic. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. I, I love it. This is great. Um, I'll check on <laughs> wait, the money. Wait, what time's the move in tomorrow? Uh, uh, well, the you snow. It's Saturday. all depending on the snow. snow. Moving in the snow is brutal. You know this. Moving in the snow is you can't do it. I don't want to do it. Everything's wet. Everything. All the boxes get wet. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt, and I'm going to have to fill in. This is what I'm saying. I can't go down. I cannot go down. People don't want too old to go down. Already done that before. So no, I'm going to check on the money. I'm going to I'm going to check on the money and the move. Okay. But I said this, and Detroit wins by double digits, or Tampa wins outright. There's no in between. This is the game. I was flying after, you know, I, I woke up and I, I read this great book about gambling. It's phenomenal. I'm going to make a recommendation after I finish all four trilogies of it. But it's um, it's simple, right? The public's falling in love with the dogs on Saturday, right? Those games look like routes, right? They're, they're going to be routes. But I think one of those dogs is going to cover. Uh-uh. One of those dogs may win outright. We'll see. Uh-uh. This game, it's it's two options. Detroit's not winning by three or by four. Mm-hmm. Tampa okay. wins the game outright, or the here. Lions win by 10 or more comfortably, one pride, all of it happening. They get to celebrate another win and a trip to the NFC Championship with the Lions. E, I'm with you right now. Yeah, I'm on the Lions side. I'm just rooting for those fan bases, man. I'm obviously married into one again, but another one, as I mentioned to that earlier in the show, sad Jags fan. I know the pain of decades and decades and decades of garbage football. Yeah. You know, a a little bit of a tease, like just the tip every now and then. And then all of a sudden it comes out and you don't go back into the playoffs for years and years to come. So (laughs) give me a lions bill, Super Bowl. See, Jess is going to love this. This is perfect. As yeah, the yeah, new this- heights, we're going to bring in all the female audience with your little innuendos talking like this. This is the show. I get it. She'll get it. Not just the tip, but the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. That's the BVB right there. Right there. There we we're go. going. We're going right. dimpled balls deep. That's what we're doing. I'm going to go Goodbye. jump in the gym. See you, boys. <laughs>
Take it home. We'll, we'll, we'll I'll talk, talk to you tomorrow. Text us tomorrow. Early. We'll, we'll do it the whole time. Love thing. you. Love you. We'll guest you of the year. You. You, you were Thank the guest you. of the year. Thank, Thank you. you. Goodbye. <laughs> One Mr. Dave Sharp and Mickin Sig live from Philadelphia joining us here on the Bostonian versus the book. The book from Philly here with us. He'll be back with us tomorrow as we'll check in uh, from time to time with Dave. Oh, there we go. We got to do this and we got to yeah, do that. Go. And then we got to do that. Sorry. I just got to, yeah, it's, it's always whenever we get to root of guest, I got to. No, 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 no. It's okay. We have about, oh, like 13 minutes left with SportsGrid and SiriusXM. Okay. So I want to get this topic in because I, I think it could be fun. Of the remaining teams left, which city has the best food, in your opinion? I'm going to give you my top four, but what what, what is, in your mind... I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Houston, right San Fran, now. Baltimore, Tampa, Green Bay, Detroit, Buffalo, and Kansas City. God damn, man. How can you go against... The home of the buffalo chicken wing, for crying out loud. It's my favorite I, food. Wings are my favorite is, food. Dude, let me tell you what. When I'm in Buffalo, like you have, you have like Duff's, you have like the 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 major OGs. You know, OG wing spots like around Buffalo where these restaurants love to battle and say, this is where the wing was made and invented right. and blah, blah, blah. They're so good. Like even even you go to low key places, places that may not be known for their wings. Like wings are just incredible. They're at another level there in Buffalo. I can go to a hole in wall joint and it. Here's the problem, wing, though. Okay, what? here's my here's my order. Here are my top four. Kansas City beats Buffalo because barbecue is more intricate and there are more options than just one thing. Wings are my favorite food. Yeah, but I can do okay. so many things with barbecue. I can do ribs. I can do brisket. I can do pulled pork. I can do burnt ends. I can do sides. I it's the KC barbecue of who's left. And I don't like KC barbecue. It's not my favorite barbecue, but it's up there. Okay. It's good. I'm just, I'm not a huge fan of the sauce in Kansas city. I like more spice to my, to my barbecue sauce, but I have to give KC just because of the number I've been to both cities. You go, yeah. you go to multiple, like you're talking about like there's wings, wings, wings. It's just wings. You're not doing much else where, well, no, go, they're, they're known for, and my Buffalo what? audience here back me up beef on whack. So whack, uh, Kimmel whack rolls, yeah. um, like this, the rye seed and this chunky salt on top. And they have the best roast beef sandwiches ever. So like, there's no way Buffalo, New I, York is taking the roast beef sandwich title from anywhere in the northeast like and i'm not sorry buffalo's not in the northeast in my mind no no east coast no no no, it's not necessarily the roast beef part it's the kimowak roll part like you can really the the best rolls you're gonna take down barbecue with rolls come on 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 wet it's good with it's with the wings and also no you shut your trap right now but this is my show now okay (laughs) tater tots they have incredible tater tots there this is not beating barbecue this is not beating barbecue cold glass of, of milk or a pitcher. No, I mean, I do love milk. <laughs> Labatt blue light, baby. Oh, that God. is breakfast in Buffalo. Wake my Goodness ass up. And now if I go to the gym, we'll crack open a blue light. Let's go. Yes. How, how do you feel about Detroit style pizza? I'm a very big fan. Okay. Uh, Detroit style pizza. Remind me again. How is it different deep, than deep some of the dish. other pizza? Deep dish. So like Chicago deep dish? Nope. It's, it's more like a pizza hut type of deep dish. It's not stuffed. It's a it's a pan pizza with a hard crust on the outside, and they put sauce on the on the actual crust of it, but also on the top of it after it comes out, and it's square. It's a square pizza pizza. 
Oh, it's phenomenal. Yeah. So, so all you, you just had to say square pizza. That's yeah, all you it's say. tremendous. It's, it's a square, thick. You took 30 seconds to say square oh. pizza. Yes, it's phenomenal. Yeah, I, I, I'll eat it. I, it's I, I don't, I'm not a huge pizza snob. Like even around here, I mix it up kind of all the time. I mean, I'd love to ideally go to the North End, go to Regina's yeah. in the North End because that old school pizza <laughs> oven that was around when Jesus was around makes the best True. pizza. But, but Boba yeah, is not a huge the best pizza, pizza in Boston though. I, 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 what is? Boba's. Just go, just go, go, go down to Boba's Bakery yeah. and just go stumble I mean, in drunk at 2 o'clock in the morning. Dirty water over here is is like uh, really good. Uh, also, Upper Crust. Upper Crust is some yeah. of the best chicken I, fingers. I've I haven't heard. Yet. I haven't gone there yet. I've heard good things about that place, though. So I, I also think you're you're sleeping a little bit on some of these cities like uh, Baltimore. Baltimore, Crab Cake. <laughs> so, here, oh. so here are the... So, so here are the what? other ones. Tampa, I would go at strip club buffets. <laughs> That's the best food in Tampa. <laughs> Baltimore's got your crab cakes. I'll give you that. Uh, San Francisco's got chocolate because I'm not giving you sushi because I can't. It's, it's, it, you didn't, or it's not an original thing to San Francisco. It's I the best sushi of my life I've had in San Francisco, but I can't give it to them. So I got to go with Ghirardelli chocolate because that's original in San Francisco. And then Houston, I I just I live there, and I I had such a huge problem with the food in Houston. It is the most messed up, confusing, rigmarole, smashing together of cultures you will ever see. It's got okay. no no lie. It has Eastern European galoshes, which is what they're known for in Houston, which I found to be nasty. Have you ever had you ever had them? It's stuffed it? dough. It's a kolache. It's stuffed dough. Yeah, you and, had and me at stuffed, and then you had oh, me even more. No, it's dough. so not. No, I no, I cannot do it. That's what Houston's known for. And no, barbecue is good, but it's not as good as the rest of the state. There's better barbecue yeah. in other places in Texas than there is in Houston, Austin, and Dallas. Okay, and then you've got tacos, which are really good. Is a huge, you know, you know, Hispanic population that have you know amazing tortillas and amazing authentic food. So I'll give you tacos there, but. I, I still can't go with it because I like the other stuff better. You, I I don't know. And I have not had food at a Tampa Bay strip club. <laughs> I've been. They're amazing. I, I think it would save. I think it's safe to say I have been to almost every Tampa Bay strip club. During my college days, we would take party buses down there. Yeah. And, and so you've seen park. the, you've seen the buffets. You've seen the, the full blown. Oh, like they have big man. Like I, have, I have seen. <laughs> Buffets galore. Real you know food. I mean, yeah, real, real good food in the strip clubs in Tampa. Yeah. Nothing like, you know, eating a glizzy and getting a lap dance, right? <laughs> it's all, all at the same time. But come on. How could you, like, I, I'd probably rather. What? You're sleeping, food? You're sleeping Steven, on. Just, come on. What? Tampa Bay has Cajun, has Cajun also, food? Also, anything on the coast, either side of Florida, dude. Coconut shrimp, man. I bet the coconut shrimp there Tampa's is absolutely Tampa. bomb. Tampa is uh, come on. You're from Florida. You can speak honestly about Tampa. You know what Tampa is? No, no. Don't you put don't you put words in my mouth. You can put other things in my mouth. Don't put words in my mouth, buddy. I know what okay. Tampa is. I like Tampa, but yeah, um, you know, take me over to the St. Pete side. Every I had, I probably know at least three dozen people who have been robbed in Ebor City. Little Ooh. party area right there, like Ooh. outside, like Tampa. One time, my my old fraternity brothers went there for a night, and they're like, "Yeah, we got robbed. The guy uh, made us take our wallets out, roll under a truck. Uh, you know, it was just <laughs> parked there, and so he took the wallets while the guys rolled under the trucks, and then he ran off. And then by the time the guys were like, "Oh, he's gone," they rolled back out from under the trucks, and yeah, the guy had stolen their wallets. 
Look at this. I'm sending people to Good Pie. This is awesome. Skip the ferry just went to Good Pie here in Vegas. Emerson, next time we come to Vegas, we can go to Good Pie. Yeah, that's, I would. Yeah. I, I, oh, that's um, Steve, Steve Cannon and like Billy and I think Samir and some of the guys were talking yep. the other day in the office when they're all out there for the Super Bowl that right. they're going to that place. They've mentioned Good it. Pies. They're like, awesome. I think they set the number at three and a half how many times uh the total how many times it's they're gonna so visit good that place? it's it, the pizza is so i may need to go there for lunch today it, the pizza is so damn good it's, it's awesome what is yorber city Yber city yorber city ebor, ebor. it's ebor pronounced city? ebor yeah so when i said what? ebor i know it, lo- it looks um nothing like it's spelled uh, it's pronounced nothing like it's spelled almost like every <laughs> effing city here in Massachusetts. <laughs> correct yes no like, well yes uh yeah dude it's it's honestly it's known for people just going there for like nightlife and partying but i see the juice mentioned the cuban food trucks dude when we lived in west palm beach especially when we go down to miami you want to talk some of the best freaking food oh my god in the coffee i'm sitting here drinking my starbucks k-cup because i accidentally ordered 60 k-cups on amazon the other day instead of 60 There's Oops. 60 Pike's place roast. Yeah. Why don't you go, like, I don't even on. like that so, roast. <laughs> well, you know, okay. Well, because, because the, 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 if you guys use those by far, the best, the most cost effective is to go to Costco or Sam's club and get one of those 60 boxes because they're like 25 bucks for a Bro, box. I paid like 15 for this on Amazon. That's why I thought it was a box of just 10. And then this great, but you'll have it. I mean, yeah. I have it. I, I get a box of 72 Starbucks, uh, K cups for Pike's place. I think it lasts me two and a half months or two months. Yeah. So I got my coffee paid for and it's good. And it's, I still go out and buy coffee out cause I'm an idiot, but uh, I, I just yeah. I like having it at my house and just having it in the morning, you know, quick when I get up. So, to, um, cigar shops right. are big there in Ebor city. Too. I don't know if you like cigars. I like, I, do. I smoked them I do. the wrong way too much when I was younger, like a Excuse stupid me? drunk kid. <laughs> I smoked them the wrong way when I was younger. Like you kind of right. inhale and then you get the dizzy head. Oh, that's awful. Like I, no. Yeah. Like I, that's why I can't do, uh, um, puke. You make yourself yeah, sick. I can't do, Throw like, up. you know, stuff in my lip and stuff. What, what's the Zen? Everyone's doing the Zen. I can't what do is that. that? What is pure nicotine? I think it's tobacco. Right? I think it's tobaccoless nicotine. Yeah, I think it's just, yeah, just I pure nicotine. nicotine. I, I don't understand that. It's, it's like just like open your vein, just like stick in nicotine. It's like what are we doing? Yeah, like straight to addiction. Like forget about the tobacco taste. Yeah, we're going straight to addiction. Let's just take our nicotine straight into our mouths in the quickest way possible. Is with a nicotine patch. It's like yeah, My, it's it, it's terrible. The first time I ever dipped. I was yep. at a party my first semester at UCF uh, house party. No, I didn't swallow it. I put That's too good. much in. Holy shit. I started like sweating. It started spinning. I went right to the bathroom in this stranger's bathroom. I put the shower on cold water and I laid there in my clothes in their bath like this, just trying to get the cold water to cool me down and straighten my head up. And I didn't do dip. Ever again. Ever again. Yeah, I don't blame you. Ever yeah. again. It's rough. That's why I was like that with cigarettes. The first time I smoked a marble or red, yeah. I was like, what am I smoking? Like, this is just not for yeah. me. Like, I, I don't like that feeling. I don't like no. that spin around feeling. And I was like, okay, so me and cigarettes are not going to be, we're not yeah. going to be friends. Which, I'm, a, I'm oh, a big league chew guy. Oh, I'll me too. Fat, yes. You know, yeah. a whole yes. lip there. I'm big cigars. I'm like, I'll smoke other things, but tobacco and me from a smoking perspective, no. it didn't really, didn't really go hand in hand with, with a lot of things. <laughs> Cherry skull. Oh my gosh, that sounds nasty. That doesn't that doesn't sound like something I'd want to be trying anytime soon. On on that, that sounds uh, Stephen Mack is a caffeine and nicotine. I'm like, bro, I work. Everybody I work with, this is the same exact way. 
I mean, you work in media. I mean, that's kind of what gets us through a lot. You work nights in the media. That's what's going to get you through a lot yeah, of a man. lot of the times. I mean, I, yeah, I, sure. I was in the. I started in the media like right when they started to get rid of smoking. But I, I still remember when you would have like, you know, arenas would have smoking areas, and you would have like, you know, different places where people with smoke breaks out of the out of the media room would go and smoke. And you know, it's not anymore. Obviously, they got rid of those. But you know, it's what it is. Okay, if you guys are live on SiriusXM, if you're listening on or watching on Sports Grid TV. We're back oh, we're tomorrow. live on Sirius. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I never. So, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Okay. No. This is great. No. I knew that, dude. This is awesome. One fifty nine. One fifty nine. We'll be going with that. And if you guys are uh, there with that, we will be back tomorrow. Roll call Friday going on for you guys who are with us uh, on YouTube and on Twitter. You guys are getting what we love to call bonus time. So as if you weren't already no no holds barred, you literally can say whatever you want now because there's no TV and radio to worry about. So you can do whatever, whatever Yay, the hell you want now. Shit so balls. <laughs> you can just go crazy and there's no more editing. There's no more worrying. It's I think I did a good job today. I don't think you I did. said the F word more than once. And I think I said good. shit like five times. And yeah, it, it, it's good. Um, did you shout ever shout out two- to Will? Thank you, Will. Do you ever have $2 beer night at school when you were in college? Uh, yeah, we had uh, we had quarter beer night. So what it was quarter? was, yeah, yeah, it was a place called uh, Pounders. So, you know, you <laughs> really? would order order wings. It's called Pounders uh, by, in by Florida. Pound. Yes. So you would be able to get a grilled pound cheese sandwich, okay. yep. fries, Pounders, not pound hers. Okay, pound so her. Pounders. Okay. You get a grilled cheese sandwich fries and a beer like natty light or some shit like that for 50 uh-huh. cents okay that's yeah. pretty good that's yeah good. yeah i blacked yeah. out quite a bit there when i was younger <laughs> uh a couple of quick topics where we get to better to book it and then get our favorite thing about today um amazon is going to save the diamond sports group you're in tv you've been in tv for a while yeah does it make you feel Good or sad that 37 teams are going to air on Amazon Prime now going forward? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So this is um, this is about uh, all of the, the, the Bally region- networks that went out? Correct. All the regional sports network. No, Diamond Sports is the company, but Bally's is one of them. They, they operate some of them under, under the Bally Sports banner. But Diamond Sports Group had the has the rights to 37 NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball teams. And it's all Amazon now? And Amazon just went and took all of it. So Amazon when, Prime. When was this announced? I totally yesterday. Oh, yeah, okay. yesterday. Yeah. yeah, you know. On, on this. Do you okay. care as a TV guy? Uh, no, make- no, I, do, I don't care because I actually have enjoyed uh, like the Amazon viewing experience for okay. f- uh, for football games this year. Yep. I thought that was great. Now, like nothing. Are they still going to run everything out of um, their original hubs? Like in yes. their in, at their. Right. It's kind of similar to what respective it, cities. It, it, I think it's, but what's going to happen, unfortunately, is what happened to the, uh, I forget what it was called before it was called Sportsnet Pittsburgh, but the home of the Penguins and the home of the Pirates was purchased by Nesson. And so everything yeah. is being yeah. run out of Boston to run yeah. the Nesson channel, to the, the Pittsburgh channel, Pittsburgh yeah. Sportsnet. So like a hundred people lost their jobs. That's what's going to happen here. You're going to see a a, a, a hubbing of all the pre and post that game sucks. shows that the game, the guys calling the game, the game broadcasters will still be there and they'll go on the, go on the road. 
but I think you're going to see a lot it's, more of it run out of one centralized hub and they're going to do a bunch of different pregame shows. And that's really bad news. It's sort of like what happened with radio back in the day when you have a guy like in Tulsa voice tracking for 10 different markets. I think you're going to see more of that here when it comes to the pre and post game stuff, which sucks. there are, there are too many bajillion dollar companies acting like they're only making $5 a fucking day. And it is so frustrating and our business matt seems to be hit more than any other like it got absolutely smoked with the recession 2007 because everyone stopped spending advertising dollars so these stations and networks weren't making money anymore and now everyone just pinching pennies when you absolutely do not fucking have to like too many of these companies that's yeah. it, dude. They, they I, have cover. I mean, they, that's what David and I have talked about this a lot about like the fact that I hate that's it, what, dude. That's why ESPN did never they never wanted to give their full disclosures as to how much money they were making because they didn't want anyone to know that they were that they were more profitable than Disneyland. They were making more money for the Disney brand than the actual theme parks were because the overhead was so low. Yeah. So they were killing it hand over fist, but they didn't want to tell anybody that because people would start asking questions when they did layoffs. And so they're making all of this money. And then they're like, Oh, sorry, shoot. Things are getting tough. We got to consolidate. We got to go ahead and lay a bunch of people off. And everyone's like, wait a minute, you made how much money over the last five years and you're laying everybody off. Like they just do it because they have a covered when they can make more money, they're going to go ahead and do it. And that sucks. And I don't, and I, Sorry, go ahead. No, I I, I think more and more people in our business are running into this reality and it's, it's not good. Yeah, man. I I think what, like when I worked at Nesson, like, and listen, like 95% of the people there were, were absolutely like awesome. There were some people in some corner offices that were, that I think could have treated people like a lot better. And (laughs) did you like it? Did you like working there? It's a hard place to work, right? it was it was tough because I felt like a lot of the times there are so many unhappy people in there that a lot of my energy yeah. was spent trying to bring up members of my team. And I, you know, oh, wow. be the jolly guy coming in and I spent a lot of my energy and time doing that because I, I gave a shit about people right. who I worked with. And then I gave a shit about the product that we were yeah. putting out, you know, and we kind of got our show got shafted. There was why I decided to leave and said, I'm going to go commit over here to DK where they'll let me be a little bit more of like, myself and stuff but like that that was a place that would try to pinch pennies cut corners act like they weren't making any money because you know what it's not publicly traded so it's like you couldn't necessarily see what the money was but it would always be reports in like the boston globe and shit it's like oh my god look at all the fucking money that this network has made for the bruins and the red sox and even when the red sox are dog shit people are still like watching yeah why are you getting rid of people then why are you watching historically uh, historic amount of money enter your pocket like well it's the same thing with the red sox team though right i mean it's like people are still going buying tickets buying beer you know they're making tons of money yet they're not putting the money back into the product so it's 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 indicative of kind of what in boston it's indicative of what family sports group's been doing it's why everybody thinks that family sports group might be for sale including the Red Sox. Bro, they got their hands in too many jars. That's why they don't give a shit about this team right now. They're not, they're not spending money because Matt, that makes complete sense. Look at you using right. your big so, brain. I'm curious to see what the future is going to be for family sports group, but just, you know, I, I, I'm going to be, I, I think it's a great story that the games will still be available to those fans in those markets. And there's not going to be a catastrophic, you know, the MLB doesn't have to come on in and save this. So this is a good move for those fans. 
it's just, I, I saw it and I was like, oh no, for people in those markets who work in the industry, that's going to suck. Like that's yeah. going to be where we're going to see another round of massive layoffs. And if you're a baseball reporter or sideline reporter or pregame show reporter or postgame show reporter, it's not, it's, it's. Yeah, sucks. dude, I honestly, dude, I was texting my buddy, Jeremiah, you know, sideline reporter yeah. for the Red Sox today. And yep. yeah. I'm just like, what's going on there? Because he was telling me about some more like higher up changes. Chaos. Yeah. And I'm just like, big man, take care of yourself. You just had right. a third kid. I was like, really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm yeah, just Garrett, like, man, Garrett, Garrett Austin, I just want you to know big, t- like real talk to my, like they look at you right. as a number. They look at you as a number, which is why like, I, I, I have enjoyed the transition in working for DraftKings. And I don't feel like I'm a number there, dude. Good. Like they actually give a shit about me. And well, so that's why well, I know they're, they've got really good, you know, benefits and they, they always really talk yeah. a lot about that here in town, about what they offer here and what it's like to work. Cause they're trying to recruit people to come and work at the headquarters yeah. here in Vegas all the time. And I just remember Garen Austin is, is a friend of mine and I worked with her in, in Omaha and, and she was the sideline reporter for the Red Sox for yeah. a long period of time. And she would she always just talk about, she was always, she used to always tell me just about the grind of being on the road for like how long and how it took such a toll. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want to complain. I'm in nice hotels and I'm on the team plane and whatnot. But like, she talked about like, how do you have, it's like, how do you have a life? You can't really have a life <laughs> when you're, mm-hmm. when you're on the road for this many days and yeah. you're working nights every weekend, you're working, you know, you get one night off a week one and off a week. Like it's, it's just, a, it, it's a tough, yeah. it's a tough gig. So, and I mean, I'm not, she always like, don't feel bad for me, but it's, it's a hard thing. And then you watch these people who give their lives to it for 10 years. Yeah. And they walk in one day and they're like, Oh, by the way, um, we don't need you anymore. <laughs> it, 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 and that's how most people have departed. Nesson. That's how yeah. it's happened. You right. walk in, like, Hey, can we talk to you for a second? And next thing you know, right. you're gone. And yeah. like, you could have, you could have given them decades you could yeah. have given them you know a handful of years whatever it is because in the back and you're out the door yeah you're like um but hey I've, I've heard some rumblings too not like with that but going back to kind of like the amazon saving diamond sports that also a uh, player to keep an eye on would be apple yeah. would yes. be apple tv go. for some of these situations but also yeah. apple tv potentially wanting to get into the local news yep. realm makes sense and so there, there, because there's some rumblings that CBS is trying to sell off all its local stations, or at least it's O and O's, wow. and that potentially Apple could be a suitor huh. there and try to get in on that. And then game. what will happen? And I've told Dave this on the show a lot. We've talked a lot about this. Is like the cost of operating a TV station and a radio station locally is incredibly difficult because of the cost of the land and the yeah. broadcast technology you need. If you are a streaming service, you don't have any of that. If you say the only place you could get CBS Boston is on Apple TV, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you're going to come right out of the gates. You're, you're, you're cutting your cost by millions instantly yeah. by doing yep. that. Yep. So it makes sense. Yeah. But then people like Dave who say, I don't want to stream anything like that. I want to put my cable on and that's my, I want to watch it. Like I always have. Mm-hmm. It's all about the next generation of kids. Like my daughter who's nine, who has no, qualms about watching everything on youtube or apple tv or like it's just what she's used to if it's not on her ipad she's not watching it so she doesn't know what cable is (laughs) she's like what the hell's cable so there's going to be kids who who got rid of cable and the next you know we're like oh yeah we'll we'll pay for we'll pay for 20 apps and now it's kind of just like Damn same it, price. I just want it in one effing place that i think that will happen i think we're going to see some type of 
I don't, I don't want to say like a centralized hub, like cable, yeah. but I do think there's going to be something along those lines where you're going to pay one price for multiple applications. And maybe it might be companies buying into other companies up, but I, I do, I think you're right. I think people are annoyed with having Hulu, you know, Apple TV, Netflix, Amazon, like those are all just monthly charges that constantly you're like, what the hell am I doing with all of this? It, I, I, I completely agree. Okay. You don't have to do this, but I'm just going to give the give the boys what I'm betting here with Ben. All right, so this is dumpster diving at its at its finest here, Emerson. Um, do you know where the University of Southern Indiana is located? Yeah, it's. I know it's in the southern part of the state. <laughs> it's in Southern um, Indiana. That's all I know. I don't know anything else. That's all I know. Help me out. But I, I, I have a, I have bets going. I have this college basketball trend that I've been betting where teams that lose on the road in conference play, who come back home, who play at home as home dogs. Okay. I've been betting this. I'm nine and two betting this, this week, this trend. So I am riding it here with Southern Indiana at plus three and a half up against Arkansas Little Rock. This is a bet it and forget it game. I have no idea what TV network even going to carry this thing tonight, but that is my first play in college basketball. My second play is out West here with Cal state Fullerton. I do know where that school is up against UC Davis. It's the same trend. They lost on the road. They come back home. I got a two point home dog. I have amended this trend for you guys who have been following this. I'm no longer going to play it. If it's four and a half points or higher, I'm not going to play it. Because last night, Auburn destroyed Vanderbilt and Purdue. Sorry. Providence. So I have amended it. So if it's four and a half points or higher, I'm not touching it as a home dog. But these are under four and a half, obviously. The one game I will get your take on, Illinois and Michigan tonight. How do you feel about the Illini tonight? Have you watched any Illinois Big Ten basketball? Other than Purdue, no, so fill me fill me in right now, please. So this is this is Michigan has played really poorly in the Big Ten. They were at home against Ohio State. They won their last game. Illinois is a small road favorite. I'm really scared about betting teams on the road right now in college basketball. So I, I but I I'm leaning towards taking Illinois tonight at two and a half because I do think they win the game, but it's a tough one. I will get your take on this parlay though. Bruins are at home against the Colorado Avalanche. Oh, baby, that's Swayman's sexy. in Swayman's in net. Okay. Not, not all Mark. I'm going under six and a half in that game. Dallas is at home tonight. And while Dallas has been a team that has been somewhat of a over team, they've been up and down. I'm going to take under for the Dallas stars tonight, under six and a half for the Dallas stars tonight. I'm going to make sure I can pull the right where they are tonight. Uh, they're on the road at, sorry, they're on the road. Sorry. They're at the flyers. Flyers have been a home team. Dallas has been a road under team. I'm taking the under six and a half there. And then Vegas is at home here tonight. Five and a half is the total for Las Vegas. They have been, they, they can't score, but Rangers, Sturkin's been giving up three goals a game almost every game, and Logan Thompson's going tonight. Rangers a road team, plus four sixty three parlay. Yeah, I mean, why the hell not? I'll, I can really speak mostly to to Boston because I know Boston yes. and uh, the Avs play each other extremely tight. Last meeting had seven goals, right? But six of the last eight have stayed under that six and yep. a half number. So yep. I I do not disagree with that, like at okay. all. I like that. Uh, let's see. We now go to our super chat. I think we got 
all of them, I believe. We got all of our super chats. We got Sonic in here with that uh, for Emerson for his appearance fee. Uh, Emerson, why have you brought up the UCF? You did bring up UCF, right? Yeah, I, I, I eventually did. What I did is I, I let it happen naturally here, boys and girls. That That's what I did because it started perfectly when Dave's like, tell me about your entire life. And I'm like, okay, here we go. We're The show's going to last another five fucking hours. It's great. Uh, and then thoughts are with you, Emerson. Good luck to uh, Dave's daughter playing school and ball can't wait for the super bowl we can't either winning las vegas thank you we'll get you that bvb pink hat for sure we'll we'll figure out a way to do that favorite thing about today e we we end the show with something positive we know you're a positive person so uh what are you thankful for what are you excited about today here on thursday oh let's see um i all right just because it kind of now i know the the actual story is a little old but it had me thinking a little bit today after my experience in the sauna yes i am thankful for the bass pro shops aquarium guy oh okay why and why is that is because when that video came out and he was having this naked meltdown in the large aquarium in a bass pro shops (laughs) i showed my wife the video and she said, where, where was his man? Parts? And I, and I, and I said, <laughs> was exactly. It was gone. And I said, you honey are lucky <laughs> to have me as your husband because compared to this Jamoke, daddy's yep. hung like a horse. <laughs> I mean, that was, you looked at that. You're like, everybody had the same reaction. Wait, wh- I'm like the guy. Yeah. That's a guy. I'd be, I'd be naked and pissed off too. If I was walking around with that thing. I'd he walked so we could run. He was mad, mad. He was like, I'm getting naked. You all can deal with what I got to deal with every single day. Where I go to take a leak, I got to stare down and go, what the hell is that? Dad, <laughs> bless me with that thimble. What are we doing? My goodness gracious. My favorite thing about today is you Emerson, thank you for being here. Thank you for doing this. This was phenomenal to do this show with you today. We're doing Dude, it again. It was fun as hell. Honestly, I can't believe we've been on for two hours. It's That's the show, man. By. That's the show. It goes, goes, goes. Yeah. Dave will be back tomorrow. I think Dave's going to hang with us more tomorrow on Roll Call Friday. I yeah. have no idea how we're doing Roll Call Friday, guys. Just FYI, it might simply just be like doing this. Okay, we may, we, we may roll call it on the screen. And that's how we're going to roll call tomorrow. I'll talk to Dave a little bit tonight about the best way of doing it, but it will be a roll call Friday tomorrow. Emerson's coming back. I'm coming back. Sherapan will be live. I think he'll still be in Philly tomorrow before he goes up yeah. to, to New Jersey. Yeah. So yeah. he'll be with well, us he, tomorrow. He's trying to get out of moving. We know that. He's trying you can't to be- move in the snow. You can't do it. It's just, you absolutely cannot do it. It's the worst. Everything gets wet. It sucks. You slip, you fall. Moving sucks as is. Moving in dorm sucks as is. You're in Boston. Yeah. You know what that's like. Dude, imagine that hell. like what? how crazy Saturday is going to be for him. If nobody moves in on Friday and it's even more people all on one day, I think if you can make it work, you try to make it work. But remember, your people not going in and out. It's a mid semester move in. It's not like the summer where everyone's coming back. A lot of kids will already have their stuff there. So that's one break is it's a mid semester move in. So that would be a little bit less, but you're right. It's, it's going to be slippery and nasty and just, Mm -hmm. so we'll get a full breakdown from Dave coming up tomorrow. He's Emerson. I'm Matt. We're back tomorrow. Hit the like button, subscribe button. We thank you guys for being here. You're the best. We see you on a roll call Friday coming up tomorrow.